0: The following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Miss podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE Podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk about sports for the duration of the podcast. Just a quick reminder, if you want to subscribe to the Missy AE Podcast, you can find us on blogtalkradio.com slash AE, or you can find us on any of our podcast major networks, such as iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Uh, Spotify, I radio and so on and so forth. Uh, we got a lot to get to tonight. We have the NBA draft to cover. We have some NBA trades to talk about as well. Uh, we got, as a matter of fact, there are quite a, there is a big blockbuster trade that is going on in the NHL right now that is still, uh, to be determined. So we will cover that. We will have that to talk about as well. Uh, for those of you that want to call in and talk some sports you can call in at 657-383-1308 uh we currently have Lou and Diane on the line Lou and Diane how are you doing tonight
1: Good how are you
0: uh, I'm doing good I'm doing good uh j- just a just a quick question uh am I am I sounding the same because I ended up getting a new phone earlier today so uh, I'm not sure exactly uh, yeah, how I may you, be coming you through. You Okay, that's good. Okay, so that that means that uh, that everything uh, everything picked up correctly on my new phone. All right. Yeah. So uh, Diane, there's something that you're going to be very happy about because it sounds like the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they are nearing an extension with Timo Meyer who they acquired from San Jose during the trade deadline this past season. Uh, they ended up giving up a substantial amount to get him to begin with but now uh, talks are that they will be signing Timo Meyer to a eight year extension worth about eight and a half million per season, so the devil's will be hanging on to Timo Meyer, probably one of the top wingers in the league. So you've got to be very happy about that.
1: Yeah, I am. Do you think that they're bringing Timo Meyer to replace Damon Severson, who they victory?
0: Well, I wouldn't say replace Damon Severson because Damon Severson is a defenseman. I believe. So, uh, he is now Severson, also a Columbus
1: Blue Jacket and Devils.
0: Yeah, he is now a, uh, uh, well, actually, actually, you know what? Now that I think of it, uh, now that I think a little bit more of what you're of what you were trying to refer to, uh, I think they traded Severson or they signed and traded Severson probably because they wouldn't be able to fit in both Severson's contract and Timo Myers' contract. So they had to choose one of the two. And they decided with a sign and trade, they can get something back for him. So Ray, uh, ultimately...
1: Why well, didn't they trade Myers and keep Severson? Because man, the devil longer than Myers.
0: Well... I mean, let's let's put it this way. Uh, in my opinion, with them bringing in Luke Hughes uh, last season at the end oh, of last dear. season, that basically it, it basically gave them a little more flexibility at the defense position, and they probably felt that okay, state? now that we have a... okay, Luke. Uh, I was I was wondering because I I'd welcomed you to the show, but you didn't answer, so I I, 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 no, I figured I, you were I, probably away from the phone. Ball.
2: I had to take a short call. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Uh, b- by the way, I uh, I apologize for earlier. Uh, I was getting a new phone, and basically they had to – since they had to swap my number over, uh, everything okay. – ha- they had to go through this long process. I literally just got home, like, maybe right. an hour ago,
3: actually. So right. uh,
0: they had to go through this long process, and in, in turn, that basically ended up cutting me off the line. Earlier today, but uh, we are discussing uh, Timo Meyer signing an extension with the New Jersey Devils, and the reported Mm. number is eight years at eight and a half mil per season. And Diane brought up Diane brought up uh, would would this would this be basically a replacement? for Severson and considering so they, Severson was, was, a, was a sign-in trade, uh, I'm kind of getting the feeling that the reason why they did this is because they couldn't keep both Severson and Meyer on the roster with their right. deals. And considering the fact that Luke Hughes just signed uh, his entry-level contract at the end of last season, uh oh, He's
2: basically the replacement. Yeah, so little brother is getting into the account. Oh, yeah. Luke
4: is younger than Jack.
2: Yes. Yep. Jack is older.
0: Oh okay. gosh. And uh not you know, not not just uh I mean this has basically been a, a newsworthy day period because not only do we have the Timo Meyer mm-hmm. signing uh Although it hasn 't become official yet, it will be probably within the next uh, within the next day or so uh there's news that apparently there's a blockbuster that is in the middle of potentially going down right now between yeah. the St. Louis Blues and the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the Flyers are expected to be giving up uh from what it sounds like it sounds like Tony D'Angelo is on the move. Uh, it sounds like Kevin Hayes is on the move
4: mm-hmm.
0: and Travis Sanheim is also on the move. Apparently it's, there's a lot of, a lot of players in the mix here. Uh, Tory Krug yeah. has been brought up.
1: Carter yeah, Hart right.
0: has been brought up. Jordan Bennington has been brought up. There's a lot of players that may potentially be uh, switching sides here. Yeah. And not just that, uh, Tony D'Angelo, it looks like he may be getting rerouted, though, because there's word, according to Elliot Friedman from from, uh, Sportsnet up in Canada, that they are looking to reroute him over to Carolina, to return him to Carolina. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of a lot of names currently being floated around. Uh, they did not; yeah. the Blues did not ask Nick Letty or Colton Parayko to waive their no-trade clauses, so it isn't either of them. Uh, yes. there, there's, I mean, there's currently a lot of things going going on right now. There's there's talk that the Bruins might apparently make a huge splash prior to the draft to this upcoming. What is it, Wednesday or Thursday?
2: Thursday was the draft. Well, yeah, the NBA draft. I'm talking about uh, uh, hockey. Uh,
0: Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, well, yeah, Wednesday. So uh, prior to Wednesday's draft, there's, there's a lot of talk around the league that there, there may be quite a bit of moves going on. Uh, I know the Boston Bruins are talking about potentially moving Matt Grizzlick. Among other players, because they desperately want to hang on to Tyler Bertuzzi. There's a lot oh, yeah. of pieces moving around right now, and uh, obviously we know about the Severson deal uh, with a third round pick and, and uh, a third round pick going to uh, New Jersey in exchange for Damon Severson. Oh. Uh by the way, uh just a little tidbit here, New Jersey is in the running for Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Who is Jets. He? Uh talk about an elite goaltender. You want yeah. somebody who's better than Mackenzie Wieger or better than Vitek Vanacek, You look at Connor Hellebuck.
1: Okay, what team is he on now?
0: Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Winnipeg- uh, okay. I believe correctly if I'm wrong, Lou. I believe isn't he a former Vezina winner?
2: If my memory serves me correctly, I think he is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think it was during the bubble year. I think it was 2020.
2: That yeah. He New he York need needs Connor Hellebuck. New York needs a lot more.
1: Well, that would be a start.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, he's
0: also—I uh, mean, there's an, uh, there's, a, there's a there's the fact too that he's also when it comes to uh, his relationship with Winnipeg. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's a change that's needed there. Uh, he's played basically his entire NHL Sorry, career with the Jets. Uh, he will. He, and, gonna... he will leave. Mm-hmm. What's that, Diane?
1: Do you think he'll
0: stay on the No, no, a hundred percent, no. Uh, from what it sounds mm-hmm. like, it sounds like he has he has asked to be traded, and basically because the Winnipeg Jets are heading towards a rebuild, there's a lot of names that are being shuffled around. My, uh, Mark Scheifele has been shopped around. Pierre-Luc Dubois has been shopped around. Uh, the Jets are undergoing a major, major rebuild, and Ooh, I'll tell you right always. now. I'll tell you right now. I'm terrified as a Boston Bruins fan. I do not want Mark Scheifele on my roster. I do not want. I don't want the uncertainty of Scheifele unless he comes with a contract extension. I don't want that uncertainty on my team.
1: Who's, my, who's he
0: and why don't you on the broom? Uh he is a center for yes. the Winnipeg Jets, and he's one of the names that's been thrown out as being a as being trade bait, basically around the league. Yes. He's been in the league since 2012, I think, and something like that. Essentially. He, he's he's basically one of their top scorers out in Winnipeg.
1: Simone, Simone, join on the Bruins.
0: Well, the Bruins obviously, with the, with the news that uh, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci are likely going to retire, uh, that means that the yes. Bruins are going to be are going to be looking for center help. So, uh, Mark Shifley has been one of those names on that list. And I'll tell you one thing I do not want to shyly trade unless unless there's some sort of uh, uh you know um, unless there's some sort of uh extension coming with it' because I am terrified of potentially trading for him and then he ends up walking in free agency
4: so.
0: Uh, I believe we have Kyle joining us. How's it going, Kyle? How's it going,
1: Kyle? Hey, how's it going, guys?
0: Going good. Uh, we're, ta- we're talking about some of, the, uh, some of the potential happenings that are going on right now in the NHL with the draft only a couple of days away. And apparently there's a couple of bombshells that are starting to take place one of them involving the Philadelphia Flyers uh, involved in a major blockbuster deal with the St. Louis Blues uh, centering around Kevin Hayes. But from what it looks like, it looks like there is a player who is holding up the deal and it sounds like it might be Tory Krug because he does not want to go to Philadelphia. Um, Because they haven't asked uh, they haven't asked Colton Perico or Nick Letty to waive their no-trade clauses. Uh, Marco Scandella has not been uh, – is not the player holding up the deal. Uh, by the way, Travis Sanheim looks like he will be going to St. Louis along with Kevin Hayes. Uh, and, I mean, the last report was about a couple hours ago, so this thing is still ongoing. Uh, but – pretty much uh how how much do you follow hockey uh Kyle? honestly
1: uh i not not that much um I'm starting to get into it a little bit more uh here in dallas. Uh, I've been to one game of uh, dallas stars, but i it's definitely a sport that i um uh, slowly starting to get more into kind of like soccer I had to have to like get into more into it uh so I wish I could have more impact on it um but yeah i'm I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It's okay, I don't really but, follow hockey either. Well that's all right. I mean yeah. we're gonna be bouncing
0: around back and forth. Uh yeah. You know, let's 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 actually go on to uh just real real quick, I assume you probably followed the NBA draft, right? Of course, of
1: course. You know, um yeah. you know, my uh the goat is Paul George apparently.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. There's uh yeah, there's that whole thing <laughs> about about Paul George. Apparently uh they're oh. trying to lead him to uh to Portland. Yeah. Is he a good so, player? Uh, yes. Oh yeah, kinda. Of. I mean there's
2: he's there's
1: the the problem. <laughs> I'm problem. I am <laughs> because I all the gap. <laughs>
2: but I did. Yeah, I know
0: the, pro- the problem the problem is Paul George has been injury prone honestly since he left Oklahoma City. So,
3: yeah,
0: you know, these 4 years he's been with LA, uh paired up with Kawhi Leonard out in LA to play for the Clippers, uh you know, when he's active, he's very he's very productive, but I mean, for the most part, he's basically been injury-prone the last four years of his career, and now there's rumors going around that uh, he was being looked at as potentially going to Portland. Uh, there's also, there were also rumors that uh, there were talks with the Knicks, but it looks like the Knicks have, uh, have pumped the brakes on any discussions for a deal. Yeah. So, right now, it looks like Paul George, for the most part, is at the center of attention when it comes to the trade market. Uh, but I mean, there's a couple of other a couple of other trades we have to talk about as well. Um, but yeah, it looks like Paul George. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of speculation surrounding where he may uh, where he may end up going to.
1: Did LeBron son get drafted? Uh huh.
2: Oh, Did LeBron, LeBron son? Son
1: get drafted?
0: No, not yet. He uh, yeah. he will be in next year's draft because he's going to. I think it's USC. USC. Yeah, yeah. USC for this for this year. So, okay. but however, though, the NBA draft did come and go. And I got to say, there were a couple of questionable picks I felt. Uh, like, for one, uh, obviously, we all know Victor Wembanyama was going number one to the San Antonio Spurs, okay. which, honestly, I mean, it's a good place for him because he gets to work with Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan yeah. is part of the San Antonio Spurs staff. So, he's going to be working one-on-one with Victor Wembanyama to basically try and mold Wembanyama into being the next Tim Duncan, essentially, to become the, the next Spurs legend. Far. You disagree, Lou?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's to compared to a guy who's been playing, you know, uh, in the States. Yeah, he's a European player. You haven't seen him player in college, you know. So we don't do anything about his skill or his style. I mean, you know, wait we see what happens like, when we start playing in the summer leagues and see what, what happens from there. I mean, because you might now, all we're hearing is about the height of what he's done here. But, you know, for those of us who say, we never got a chance to see him play. So we don't know how he's going to be and, you know, make a transfer over from a European style basketball to North American style basketball. For all we know, he could be another Ben Simmons. perish the Fox.
0: Right, I mean, you know, there is obviously a lot of hype surrounding him. You know, he's supposed to be considered a uh, generational type player. Uh, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he has that he stands at seven foot five. Uh, he has an eight foot wingspan, and you know, he's basically when he was playing alongside men uh in the G, when he played against the G League. Uh also I be, I believe even in France he played against men, I think. I don't think he played against people his age. Uh right. he was blowing by people like he was blowing by people like it was nothing. So apparently his guy that's, is
1: a good player.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's
0: why there's a whole bunch of hype behind him.
2: Yeah.
0: Because you know, it's it's kind of like I, I don't want to compare it to playing in China uh, because China, you know, is, is full of NBA washouts and and whatnot. But yeah. the fact that this kid, you know, this kid went up against the G League Ignite and he he put up thirty seven points with ease. Not to mention, I think he had like five blocks or something like that. You know, th- this kid, if if he can if he can develop right in uh, in San Antonio, I mean, not saying he's gonna be a legitimate threat or like an immediate threat, but yeah. I you know they're taught. I I listened to what Kendrick Perkins said the other day, and he was talking about how San Antonio, how Victor Wembanyama with him immediately lotting into the starting lineup, he could uh, potentially help them move into a play-in berth. And honestly, I can kind of see that. Looking at the the uh, Western Conference, at the Western Conference in the NBA, you know the Spurs, they finished. I mean, granted, they finished in dead last in the West, but honestly, if you take a look at everybody else, you could, you could honestly argue that the Spurs are maybe a couple of pieces away from potentially going into the, uh, the play-in tournament because you, you would argue that the losses, the, the losses of DeJuante Murray and Derek White absolutely crippled that franchise this past year. So if you add in, uh, say, Victor Wembanyama is going to be a game changer. Cool. If you add in somebody like a Wembanyama, yeah, and he helps open up opportunities for other young members of that roster, maybe you could you could potentially see them in contention for the play-in tournament potentially. Um, yeah. You know, ultimately, I think with Wembanyama, is it, it, it's it's just the fact that, uh, I mean, I, I understand that, you know, obviously he's not a proven commodity. He hasn't played in, in, in the NBA yet. He didn't play in college. Uh, right. But, I mean, he has played in FIBA. He did set the FIBA record for blocks per game in a single tournament. Uh, over in the Pro-A League, he was not only a Pro-A champion this past year, he was the MVP. He was the best scorer, the best defender. He was all around the best player in the Pro-A league over in France. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, this kid, from from what it seems like, and not to mention he also got silver medals uh, in
2: yes.
0: the under-16 and the under-19 leagues back in 2019 and 2021 representing France. Now, obviously, we have to remember, you know, France, for the most part, isn't really all that equipped when it comes to basketball players. So right. silver medal, honestly, is, silver medal is honestly quite the accomplishment. And you kind of have to figure that Wemben Yama probably played a key role in each of those. Uh, in each of those uh, finishes. So, I mean, just just put it this way. At the age of 14, he emerged as one of Europe's top prospects. And by age 16, he was viewed by analysts, by many NBA analysts, as a potential first overall pick at the age of 16 in his draft class. And even last year, he was a consensus number one pick for this year. Even before last year's draft happened. Now, the big question is, obviously he's seven foot five. He'll be, he will enter the NBA as one of the league's tallest players. I think he has like a shoe size of like 20. The question is, could he have durability issues like we've seen with other big men of the past, like Yao Ming, like Greg Oden. Although Oden, I think, had a knee injury coming out of college anyways. Uh, You know, it's – the question is, you know, can – will his body hold up, basically? Or will we start to see potential stress fractures, for example, in his feet? Like what happened with Yao Ming. Uh, another Make big sure thing. Is too.
1: We'll have to wait and well, see. Stress-
0: oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we do have to wait and see. But stress fractures are honestly kind of common. Like the high, the, the taller you are, the incre- the the chance to have stress fractures increases, but. As far as how he's described, he often plays on the perimeter, and he has exceptional mobility and skills for his size with the ability to handle and shoot the ball like a guard. Imagine that, being able to shoot the ball like a guard while being the tallest man out there on the court. He says he's a, cap- he's a capable yeah. three-point shooter, and obviously his jump shot is difficult to block because of his length. He's a productive scorer in the paint with soft touch and a variety of post moves, and he excels in the pick and roll. Defensively, he is an outstanding shot blocker due to his length and anticipation, and his fluidity allows him to guard smaller players. His thin frame and lack of strength has been labeled as weaknesses and encourage opponents to use a physical style of play against him, so, for this reason, he can struggle to box out while rebounding. And to you know, this is kind of what I heard earlier on your show today, Lou. Uh, one of yeah. your callers had said that building strength doesn't mean a thing. I disagree with that. You know, I disagree, too. Uh, and I, where, where he said that, oh, uh, if he was going to build strength, he would have built it up by now. And one of your other callers had said, "Well, what about Giannis Antetokounmpo? Giannis is 250 now, and he came into the league at at, at 190. So there is the possibility that you know this guy can bulk up after entering the league. Yes. So I I I I I, I will put him in the same category as Chet Holmgren where they need to bulk up in order to, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, somebody that gets drafted into the NHL where, you know, one of their weaknesses is a lack of size and by lack of size, meaning they need to bulk up. And this is kind right. of the similarity here. However, you know, the thing, the thing with with him is I just, I don't see because of his because of his length. I don't think him bulking up will mean that any of his other parts of his game regress. Right. I don't see that happening. I, I think if anything, him bulking up may actually help. You know, I don't That's see because you you don't want to have a situation where like what happened this this year with Oklahoma City where now they have to wait on Chet Holmgren to return because he got injured from brushing up against uh against LeBron James in an exhibition game right you know it's i just i I don't I I think it would be to his benefit for him to bulk up uh and I'm sure you know Tim Duncan, you got to remember how big Tim Duncan was. Tim Duncan yeah. knows what it takes to succeed in the league, and I'm sure w- with him tutoring uh, Wembenyama, and apparently they've immediately already gone right to work uh, as of today. You know, I'm I'm sure that 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 Tim Duncan knows what he's doing with this kid. Yes, but let's get let's get Kyle's thoughts first on. Uh, the drafting of Wembenyama. Uh, Kyle, do you, do you see any potential problems
1: down the line with this kid? So so I'm at work, so um, I'm going to mute you until um, you say my name or kind of ask me a question. That way you don't hear that background noise. But to get uh, to right. your point, I, I, think right. you, I think you said it perfect, kind of the Chet homebred comparison. You know, you know Victor probably has a lot more upside, you know, potential fans at home But, like you said, hey, the bigger you are, guess what? The more injury-prone, the, the more likely you are to get hurt. So, at this point, like, yeah, Victor Williams, to he's great, he's, uh, <clears throat> you know, pro, but yes, of course, there's been injury-prone, you know? You, I think you said perfectly, I think Chet and him are very, very similar. You know? Um, and I actually met Chet homebred in Dallas, um very nice guy, humble. Um, but even even seeing himself I said, man, like you're really I didn't say this and I was thinking in my head, like, man, you are really, really thin, you know? And so if if we're trying to say, hey, like, Victor's gonna be the next, you know, um, XYZ, you know, definitely in the back of your mind, we definitely have to keep the injury effect into consideration. But I will say this. he ended up going to said you know you have a guy like tim duncan who says hey like i'm gonna keep you under my wing like, i'm gonna keep you everything i know and you're gonna succeed so honestly there's probably no better coach than you know like, popovich so he he ended up going through the greatest situation possible that he could end up going to so do i see injury risk of course but obviously you hope and you know pray you never want to see you
0: know potentially the next
1: big superstar of the NBA for down Right. let's get let's
0: get uh, Alex's, th- Alex's thoughts spot who, who is just joining us. Uh Alex, welcome to the What's show. That? Uh they got we've you. been discussing we've been discussing the NBA draft and in particular Victor Wembanyama and yes. uh what we may expect uh with him coming out of uh, you know, coming out of France, there's a question of is this kid the real deal, or you know, he's never he's never played an actual NBA, or he never played a game in North America. You know, he never played a game in college. So, is this kid the real deal, or is he being overhyped? What What are your thoughts on Victor Wembanyama going number one overall to the uh, San Antonio Spurs? Yeah, well,
3: none of us have read or seen all, this much hype since uh, LeBron. By far, he's the biggest prospect since LeBron. So. And you know he's seven foot five, and he actually, if you look at footage, I mean, it's scary how good he is. He he can shoot, he can handle, he can do it all. So yeah, I know it's such a corny term. Ever since uh, Porzingis, uh, you know, it's like the unicorn. But he's like oh, like like a video, like a two K perfect player. If you were to create someone, at, you know, late night by yourself when you're creating a dynasty team, he's like the guy. But uh, my biggest thing with him, he has he has a great chance. I like what he said earlier about um under the tutelage of, like, Big Papa and, and, obviously, Duncan and David Robinson. It's, like, a Spurs legacy. You know, it's, like, ridiculous. They, they keep lucking out with these big men. The one thing that's going to get in his way is durability. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. I mean, he could use about 500 cheeseburgers. Like, on draft night, he was literally, yeah. like, I wish the guy well. But, like, dude, people people are going to love to, like, hammer him and, like, box him out and elbow him oh, and push shit. him and, you know, he's like the young, big, the next big thing. That people are going to bully him, and he is like a, he's a bean pole. I mean, he's got a, right. I, thought, I thought, you know, Chet, Chet Holmgren was thin. This guy might be thinner. And now I know this guy is like much bigger upside, but like, dude, I, I just don't want to see this guy get injured. I mean, big men, but even Sam Sambo is before our time. That was a big pick that the Blazers picked him over Michael Jordan. Um, and then I remember being a Blazers fan, they took Greg Oden. Oden could not stand the court, and he was built. So anytime, he, anytime these guys over seven feet tall, if they have any injury concerns, I mean, they can get injured practicing just jogging. So I hope this guy really bulks up. But if he stays healthy, yeah, he could really be a, a generational player. But the health is the biggest thing. Yeah.
0: Right. And plus, uh, I believe, didn't Odin come into the league too with, uh, with, a, with knee issues, I think, as well? He did, yeah. He did. It was yeah. strange. He actually had one
3: foot that was uh, literally, I swear to God, it was the craziest thing. One, one of his feet was, I don't know, one of his feet was like a quarter of an inch longer. or like Basically, when he was walking down the street, one of his legs was a little bit longer than the other. So he had reoccurring like, knee and ankle problems. Since he was like 13. But remember, I mean, Odin was like seven-one and like cat quick. And he was built like, you know, he was like 280 pounds. He was like, he looked like he was 30 years old when he was 18. Yeah. So he was kind of like a total unicorn too, but more built. But yeah, he, so he already had the red flags waving. And the Blazers took him. Again, he was, the Blazers are always in on these crazy picks that blow up in their face. After passing on Jordan... Then they took Odin over Kevin Durant. So, yeah, but Durant – so, Odin had those injury concerns. So, yeah, I don't mean to, like – I don't mean to jinx or curse Wembeana, but that's the biggest thing um, with these big men. You know, and he looks really brittle. He better be hitting the weights and staying healthy.
0: Right. And, you know, uh, there's been different – he's drawn comparisons – to players such as Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. uh, draft an- ESPN draft analyst Mike Schmitz compared his defensive impact to Rudy Gobert and his shooting potential to Chris F's Porzingis. Good. However, with better, with better ball handling and passing skills than Porzingis, uh, you know, yeah. he, he has said himself, that he models his game after Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So if if he if he models his game after after Giannis and Durant, to have the shooting skills of Durant and have the aggressiveness of Antetokounmpo, insane. Exactly. If this kid, if this kid is able to now, granted he's only nineteen years old, but if he is able to show out against some of the NBA's biggest stars, the NBA might have a problem.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the footage guys, he, I'm sure you guys already have, but just to like reiterate, I mean, playing like a point, like a point forward or like a LeBron, this guy's not just a stiff, you know, give me the ball down low and let me dunk it without jumping. This guy's like a gazelle playing out on the perimeter. Like he plays all over the, the court. So, I mean, we've, we've definitely, I know it's a tired cliche, but it's like, in this case, it's true. We've, the 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 world the NBA the basketball world's never seen a player like this, never. Right. Never. Seven foot four, and he well, plays like he plays out. You know, takes three pointers, and he's seven foot
0: four. I mean, it's crazy. Got to I mean, Lou, 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 in terms of never, I think he means at that height. Oh, at
3: that okay. height. At that height, Lou. That. No, just literally, uh, a guy that big. Like dribbling that much and playing like like playing like he's six feet tall, except he's seven foot four. Okay. That's what I mean. That's, that's what I mean. Where I he's playing like a
4: where you he's know, playing like
3: a guard. You know, he's not. He's not like uh you know, give me the ball down low and let me just slam dunk it. The guy plays on the yeah. perimeter a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. why I, I think it's extremely unique. That's what I meant.
2: Yeah, I get it. I thought you know because like you know we've seen other players you know like that with the hype, <laughs> of course LeBron, uh, oh, Parker, yeah. Jordan, who's really, you know. He could bust uh, too. He could well, bust. It's my, it's I know Lou, a couple of weeks ago on
3: your, a couple of Saturdays ago, Lou. I know you said, you know, I was like gushing about him, and you said, you know, pump the brakes out. You know, he's got to prove it. You know, come in the winter when he's shooting up. You know, in the bright lights, he hasn't done it yet.
0: Uh, so, like, it's not a sure thing. It's not a sure thing yet. It is true. Uh-huh. It, it is true, though. He does have to prove it's it. Right. You he know, was right. uh, you can, yeah, you can. He can be talked up. He can be talked up all he wants. About how, you know, he's the he's the next best thing, uh, but uh, I don't I don't know if he's going to be doing the the summer league or not. But uh, yeah. you know, he's uh, he's going to have to show that yeah. he can be an effective player in the NBA because I, I mean, granted, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, he absolutely tore apart. When he, played against, when he played against the G League Ignite, he completely tore them yeah. apart like it was nothing, putting up 37 points with ease. So, wow. Now, the big question comes to what's going to happen when he plays against other star NBA players.
3: Like a Gobert. Let's say a physical guy, or you can go, even, right. you can go around the league, like an Al Horford or a Nurkic. I mean, whatever. They're not... The thing is, now, the NBA has been shifting away from those enforcers. There's no, there's no, like, Charles Oakley or Anthony Mason or, or even Rodman. Like, there's no one that will, like, Charles literally.
2: Oakley. We know how bad he, We know how much a he was. There's, so not a lot of guys it. there's not
3: a lot of guys that are going to look to, like, clothesline and, like, look to really hammer this guy. You know what I mean? Right. But um, right. You, be, you best believe, I mean, he's going to have a target on his, on his forehead. This big, hyped-up French guy, number one pick. Oh, right? my God, this guy's the best thing to sliced bread every night. Uh, the the opposition is going to be really gunning for him. So, I mean, he's got to, Yeah, people are going to want to really, you, th- you know, take it to him. I'll tell you though, if, can,
0: if if he can put it together against top NBA stars, who, boy, uh, yeah, I know. this is. I mean, this is going to be pretty frightening <laughs> potentially. If he can put it, if he can put it all together uh, yep. against top NBA talent. I mean, you know, I was talking earlier that maybe the San Antonio Spurs could potentially make the play-in tournament with him. And, you know, Kendrick Perkins said it as well on on ESPN earlier this week, and I, I agree with him. You know, I do think that if you add a star type of talent to the San Antonio Spurs where they stand right now, even if, yeah. you know, even, even if uh, there's barely any other bit of help that he's receiving, you know, you could probably see them maybe hit the nine or ten spot in the play-in tournament, you know, to be eligible for the play-in tournament.
3: Yeah. And a lot of was insane. I mean, again, if, of all the teams, right, it's like a legacy, like, you know guys or grandfather going to the same college as the the grandson like he has to get gifted into the same franchise that had david robinson then tim duncan remember i mean number one pick number one pick and now they get the next transcendent big man probably i mean it's crazy to see he went to san antonio blazers missed it by one lotto ball by the way (laughs) yeah (laughs) whatever (laughs) it's like whatever Another small market, by, by another Blazers, since but you another up, kick in the ball. We, we always get kicked in the ball through the years. start luck. You
0: know, since you brought up the Blazers, what are your thoughts on the Blazers taking Scoot Henderson, uh, having Scoot uh, the, Henderson fall right into their laps? Yeah, it was surprising. I mean,
3: Brandon Miller, I thought he would go second to the Hornets, but the Hornets, as we all know, they already have LaMelo Ball, who's a, you know obviously ball dominant. He's the ball in his, his hands and not a great shooter. So Scoot's like a, I know we've talked about him before, but he's like a more built Ja Morant. Can't really shoot, yeah. though, kind of like Ja. So incredible player. we right. like, couldn't pass him up. But, wow, you turn around, you look in the locker room, oh, we still have uh, our best player ever is uh, point guard, same position as, as our as our new player.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah.
3: It was a little bit It's – I'm, like, reading that constantly right now. They don't know – Damian Lillard is the nicest, most loyal guy. He wants to stay in Portland, but he's like, guys – Can we please get some veterans? Let's trade this pick. And they're not trading the pick now. So I think they're going to trade Damian Lillard. um, Because I thought Henderson was definitely the the second best player in the draft. And a lot of people are saying that if it were other drafts, he would definitely be the clear-cut number one, you know, if it weren't the one Bayana draft. So I don't really – I haven't seen enough of him. But from every indication, he's he's going to be like a John Morant, but he's not going to be, you know – acting like he's in the wild, wild west. He's not gonna be waving guns either. So pretty yeah, good actually
0: we'll and actually from what I saw of him uh on draft night, he's acting like he has a chip on his shoulder. Like he's pissed <laughs> off he didn't go
3: number <laughs> you know
1: one.
0: It's just like Steve, you know what I mean? It's like
3: it's like if um it would be like if you had a prime Tom Brady and then it's like an Andrew Luck draft. Like, it's the best player fell to you and you took another quarterback almost. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's like the one position they don't need, they took. So I'm excited to get the guy, but it's clearly like an indication that my favorite Blazers got him to be on the way out. They're not going to keep both of them. So, yeah, yeah. bitter yeah. Sweet, but, you know, excited. You, you always want the best player, so we'll see. All, All right. right. I mm-hmm. maybe, they still, maybe they still trade him. Maybe
0: they still trade him. I don't know. They can still trade him. All
3: right. it's it's yeah. possible.
0: Lou, what do you what are your thoughts, Lou, on the on Brandon Miller going number two to the Hornets and allowing Scoot Henderson to fall number three to
2: Portland? No, I don't see what anything was wrong with that. I mean it seems like a legitimate offer. And of course, uh one by on it and uh, they're gonna I mean, they're gonna compete in the uh summer league games, uh, in July. So, uh that be I fun. I don't think to with, with this. God, yeah. So, hey guys, so it, is, ever, confirmed,
3: it is confirmed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're doing summer league. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Has the league, has the league ever – it's interesting. I'm, like, thinking in my uh, biased head, like, please don't – you know, like okay. a high school kid, I, I don't want to see my favorite player leave. The writing's that he's going to probably leave. but So Damian Lillard and Scoot both play point guard. Now – has the league ever had a, a good lineup, like a playoff team, with two smaller point guards playing, like, yeah. um, like starting? Because I'm just saying, look, look what Golden State just traded for Chris Paul. So now I'm thinking, wait a second, is
0: this maybe a new
3: thing, hopefully?
0: Probably not, uh, but maybe? Celt- <laughs> maybe. Celtics, the, Celt- the Celtics with Smart and White? I mean, Scoot
3: and Damien would be lethal. I don't know about defense, but it would be really fun to watch and- 2k i mean <laughs> it'd be awesome but i don't yeah. know it's like martin white i guess smart's different though just because he's such a amazing defender you know he plays like he's eight feet tall so he's like he's like right. different but uh um, and there's uh
0: obvious obviously we'll talk about marcus martin a little bit because there's oh yeah definitely uh big news uh surrounding him but uh, yeah, you know, I do think there, I could see the possibility where Scoot Henderson and uh, yeah. and Lillard would be in the lineup at the same time. I don't see why there wouldn't yeah. be a reason for that. I mean, I've seen, we've seen just, and again, I'm no Scoot expert.
3: I'm looking, you know, we're watching like G League highlights. I've never yeah. sat down and watched a full G League game. I, I feel a little like of you know, 22nd plays of him, but he looks, he looks really built like a brick house. He looks like got that Marcus nice. Smart dog in him. Maybe he becomes like a nasty defender where he plays bigger than his size. Who knows? I don't know. I'd love to at least see them at least try it for a couple months and then, pro- you know, game 33. If it doesn't work, I'd, I'd at least like to give, yeah. give it a test run for a couple months this year. And then you can trade game for right. you know, two or three picks or trade him for a big man and you got Scoot and you got Shade Sharp. I mean, so it's going to be interesting. I thought the Celtics, though, just, won the last week or so of in the in the league. They made the best moves.
0: Yeah, we'll got we'll get to the Celtics obviously uh, obviously in a little bit. Uh yeah. but let's let's bring the question over over to Kyle. Kyle, what are your thoughts on uh Miller going number two over Scoot and thus allowing Scoot Henderson to fall to uh Portland. And could it, could this potentially have
1: repercussions in Portland? Yeah, I I mean, I, I think like Alex said you know, um, why couldn't there be like a two guard lineup kind of point guard? Um but let's not forget people, Brendan Miller still has some, you know, parade inside of the city allegation, stuff going on. So let's not forget about yeah. Brendan Miller's not- some perfect person, you know, you know what I mean, and you know, and obviously you guys know what I mean by it. for any time i you know, mysteriously suspended for 25 games. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna ever do it again in my life, but I'll probably pop off. You know, yeah, but um, uh, but I honestly like I I like Hugh Henderson, like you, you know I'm kind of like Alex. I don't and like, oh, it's Monday night, I gotta go watch a viewing game, you know, I'm not like that, but like, you know, kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, know, watch the highlights and I I definitely know who who it is, I mean, I, people are saying this draft is like, like really good, I, I don't know, I, I just don't, I mean, yeah, talent wise, it's good, but like, pump the brakes on like, hey, it's going to be an amazing draft. Like, bro, it, it's not, like, dress wear, like, Melo and, you know, Wade and LeBron. And, yeah. You know, so, you know what I mean? Right. Hey, even when you really need to pump the brakes, you know. Yeah, you have Victor with be Nyamba, you know. And uh, Alex, you said some hamburgers. It's, it's going to be some carne asada taco in San Antonio, not hamburgers. <laughs> really, you know, <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, a, <laughs> if he had, had color, my diet the last like, If he had my diet lately, he'd be all set. <laughs> I guess swap or may, I Maybe see. I gotta see that. <laughs> or may, maybe
0: maybe he way, can grab I'm
3: some of Dallas. them
0: may maybe he maybe he can grab some of them churros down in San Because as exactly. as Charles yeah, Barkley yeah. puts it. As Charles Barclay puts it, them churros down in yeah, San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right.
1: Yeah, so, he's gotta do some I mean, late night uh he's gotta
3: get him a, he's gotta get him the gotta get the Zion the Zion diet.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, uh, Zion diet uh, uh, you know just do whatever you want but you know going back to you know Anderson, uh, i I think he's very very good i get, i I really think I think he's better than Brandon Miller um I don't know something really? about Brendan Miller maybe maybe I'm, I'm kind of biased I'm not biased maybe I'm just like dude like, maybe you should get your life kind of straightened away like you know i I don't know maybe to me like with the jossing maybe it's too soon to, like, not forget, like, hey, there's still, like, legal action people can take on Brandon Miller. Like, just because, like, it's kind of, you know, under the rug, like, oh, it's okay. Like, it's not okay, dude. Like, you still have to like, own it. And, like, I don't know, time will tell, and, you know, and but I think Andrew Henderson can be really good, and uh, I think he's going to be oh,
0: better totally than right. Right, and also, let's not, let's not forget, too, that, Brent, uh, it's not really a good sign when you completely disappear in the biggest games of your season. And I'm talking of course about about Brandon Miller and Alabama in the, in the uh, March Madness tournament where he completely disappeared, put up. I think he had like what, only eight points or something in Alabama's uh, elimination.
3: Yeah, you're right. You know, I, I, you know what? When, when you in,
0: looking back, I'm hoping,
3: I'm hoping Scoot is everything in a bag of chips so that he has a chance to be a star. Yeah. But honestly, deep down, I was hoping because of fit. I was hoping the Blazers. I was hoping MJ took Scoot second, just because I mean the Blazers need a big man, and they wouldn't have had to trade Dame now. I mean, I don't know. I think right. Noah could be really good. Kyle had some great points. You you had some great points, Steve. I mean. He's got some work to do. He has to make sure he's not uh in any trouble either. But I mean he's six foot yeah. nine. And he shoots threes. I mean you can't compare the two, but he's got a lot of uh K D characteristics. Not as responsible, oh, yeah,
0: I not as talented. You uh, know, just Would have been a to answer I'm for... surprised I'm surprised that his draft stock didn't fall. After yeah, That's
1: a
2: that big
0: thing. Because he provided the gun I I and mean, that was such a
3: ridiculous story like an hour after yeah. he brought his teammate a gun kids was who was visiting campus uh, ended up dead and they're like no he's not
2: connected of course he was connected very strange yes, it is. And, uh, and it's and it's honestly it's
0: not even it, the thing with him is not me. even it's not even the off it's not even the off the court issues with me with him it's the fact that you you know, you had you had eyes on you in front of a national audience and and you completely crumbled. Like you flat yeah. out didn't show. Yeah, he up. Did. This kid he did. He will he be kind of eaten alive here. in the NBA. If if he you right. If he has showings like that, he's gonna be eaten up by NBA fans. By uh by well, if the Charlotte Hornets have any fans left, um, you know, he's going to be completely eaten up by them.
3: And it was yeah. just like, um, and we see it in different sports, not to beat a dead horse, but in football or baseball even. Uh, it's like need, sure. it's the fit over, uh, it's the best, what, BPA, best player available. The, the, the best teams, mm-hmm. the best teams really religiously stick to that. But you see other general managers and other owners, like if you need a center or if you need a catcher, whatever sport it is, like if they really just take by position, it's usually not as good. And that's what the Hornets did. Because the second best player, from all indications, was Scoot. And he dropped a third. So, I mean, yeah, MJ, they needed a big man. Didn't want to take another point guard because they have Lamella. But, I mean, Lamella and Scoot would have been interesting, but I don't think it was a fit. So, I don't know. I think Brandon Miller could be an all star, but I think he's got less star potential than
4: Victor and
3: yeah, uh be. Let's sure but Yeah. Man. So it's the need, it's yeah, the big man I mean, need over the
2: best yeah. person.
0: I can kind of understand that from uh you know, from the point of view of Michael Jordan when you consider the fact that you're li- you're you're leaving and You know, you obviously you want your uh, you want your last impressions on uh, on your fans to be positive. So obviously, you know, I understand him not drafting Scoop because it wouldn't make sense to have Scoop and Lamelo both on the same team, where Lamelo would be blocking Scoop. You're right, and vice versa. Yeah, redundant. Very
2: redundant.
3: It, it's just, it, But the thing, and with Jordan, I mean, it's like, does he want to be conservative um, so he doesn't, he doesn't have egg on his face? Again, I mean, we're looking at a GM who took, like, Bismack, Biombo, uh Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. I forget which draft. That guy lasted, like, three years. He had Jordan's picked, like, three or four high lottery picks that literally were out of the league within three years that could not even stay in the NBA, let alone start or let alone even be on a bench. I mean, Jordan has taken some of the biggest, wings and misses in drafting history in any sport. <laughs> Dude, I mean yeah. Jordan's a goat, but I mean as a GM in any sport he might be the worst. So I mean I was thinking maybe he'd go out with a bang and just say, hey guys, figure it out, but this is the next this is the this is the second best player. Let's get scoot. But uh, you know, he kinda plays safe. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean I you know, I don't I honestly I don't blame him because at least you know, you know, you, obviously, assuming Lamelo can stay healthy, you do have uh, if that's right. Miller can translate well and Bridget prove, you that. know, that his that his non-showing was was just a was just a fluke, then yeah. you have your one-two punch for the future, basically, out there in Charlotte, and that's it good. does bring up, up the possibility too. That, uh, obviously, Gordon Hayward is probably on his way out with, uh, yeah. with Brandon Miller coming in. Yep. They have
3: Bridges, uh, Mikel Bridges from the Nets. Remember his brother, Miles Bridges. Are they brothers? Both, I think they're both from Philadelphia.
2: Um, He was really good on the horse or...
3: he, he, he got arrested in that really bad uh, domestic assault case, but the charges got dropped. Remember, he was suspended all last year. Or I guess he hasn't right. been resigned, kind of like a Ray Rice. I guess apparently he's coming right. back to Charlotte too. He was like a he was like a twenty point scorer, almost an all star the year before. So he's almost like a Brandon Miller already. So they have, I mean, I hope hopefully the guy didn't do it, but either way, he's apparently coming back to Charlotte. So I mean, they have a nice nucleus now with Brandon Miller, Lamelo, <laughs> uh, still have Terry Rozier, scary Terry. We'll see. Charlotte's always kind of fun. They, they just play. They play no defense at all. Even the coaches, like guys, can anyone play defense? It's just like running gun. They're like. I guess they're like a really good two K team.
0: Yeah, it's Charlotte. You know, there's a lot of problems that they have to solve. That's, <laughs> that's
3: the if you look at their thing obviously. obviously.
0: If you look at like a
3: typical like a Tuesday night against like the Knicks or the Bucks, if you look at like a Hornets uh, stat sheet, it's like. LaMelo Ball, seven for twenty from three. Terry Rozier, five right. for eighteen. 15. And like no assists. Like no rebounds, no blocks. they 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 just run and gun like jack up threes. <laughs> Courtney was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Coach is <laughs> right there. Like so, what's going let's on
0: see. here? Some we run some of the, some
3: of a play? the
0: other so, some of the other uh some of the other names on this draft, uh, the Thompson brothers were drafted back-to-back. Amen and all uh were drafted by the Houston Rockets and Detroit Pistons. Uh, the Orlando Magic, though, drafting Anthony Black out of Arkansas, this pick I actually mm-hmm. like for them. And I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Anthony Black went yeah. a little higher than I thought. I thought he was going to go number nine or number ten instead he went number six to the magic. And yeah. he's basically gonna now open up that field for Paulo Bantero out there. You know, they've been all they've been Low-key. trying to look for a guard that's gonna stick. And I think Anthony yeah. Black is that guard. Especially only coming out as a freshman out of Arkansas. Uh you know, easily Arkansas's best player uh, in, on the team this year. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. It's, it, it, it's definitely, I feel, you know, the Magic are kind of like the Spurs, where everybody believes that the Magic are starting to build something. And they really are. They're, and they're missing like a couple of pieces. I think Anthony Black is one of those pieces.
3: Yeah, I mean, look at look at the high picks. friends, Wagner, 6'10", small forward. He's awesome. He's only like – these guys are all, like, 21 years old. And then, obviously, uh, Banchero, total stud. He's, what, 6'10", yeah. 6'11". Uh, Wendell Carter from Duke. He's been there for four years. He's, like, 22. He's, like, a 270-pound center. That's their front line. And, like you said, now they have a 6'5", 6'6", uh, Anthony Black point guard. Like, yeah, definitely a total stud from Arkansas. I mean – Damn, they're collecting some real thoroughbreds. I mean, the magic could be really, really good. They got to just put it, put it all together. Like we were saying, right. they got to prove it. I mean, on paper they're scary, but they're really young yeah. too. They, they, they need a couple of veterans. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause, but, I mean, just a world of potential. But potential is one of the most dangerous words in sports. Like it doesn't mean anything. They got to really. I mean, they they right. beat some of the best teams last year, but then they go into these funks and score like seventy points a couple nights in a row. But yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, they got a lot of talent. I always ma- look at, I always watch, I always follow how they're doing because I mean they have so many good, good young picks. I mean they're, they're, they they yeah. have to start playing really well soon.
0: Yeah, the ma- the magic. They also took Jet Howard out of Michigan with the eleventh pick. Uh, you know what? It's kind of uh, a what, uh, what was it, it was you who said it me? or was it? or was a Kyle that, or was a Kyle that said it that uh you know there's a lot of players in this draft that not a lot of people know about and it you know the more you think of it it does kind of make sense you know uh I, it, yeah. I didn't know anything about the Thompson brothers I knew about Henderson obviously Victor you know it's hard it's hard to miss Wembanyama because he's all over the all over the uh the media when it comes to <laughs> basketball Uh, Bilal Koulibaly going to the Pacers at seven. I had no idea who the fuck he is. Uh, Jairus Walker from Houston going to the Wizards, but he's been traded to the Pacers in a deal where uh, the Pacers and Wizards swapped to pick seven and eight. Uh, The Jazz, they got Taylor Hendricks out of UCF. The Mavericks. They got Kasen Wallace out of Kentucky, although he's been traded to the Thunder. And the Thunder traded Derek Lively out of Duke. Uh traded to the Mavericks. Uh the Raptors, they drafted uh by the way, this was the uh this was the name of the night, uh Grady Dick from Kansas, uh who looked like, <laughs> a, uh, who, who looked like a uh who looked like a uh looked like a human fist ball. With the with the with red uh, uh, yeah, like the, George, the, the fucking the fucking know. red uh jacket that he had on. Or Blaze yeah. be
3: better like, there should be better nicknames right now that we can freestyle with those little name dicks. But yeah, I could just I was it's just the, thinking he looked like some futuristic like George teachers, you
2: know George Jesson. Yeah,
3: he had the red Alex. glittery jacket. I was like, damn, he's yeah. not in Kansas anymore. I mean that's not how they dress up in the Midwest.
2: Alex, imagine imagine if was a school teacher. Right? Hello, Prof. My name is Mister Dick. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> Professor Dick. Hello, how are you, ladies? Sit yeah.
2: down. So, so like, uh, the, so like the, uh, the I am, I have <laughs> um Grady, I to name as Grady Richard on the show. I, <laughs> thought, I thought I thought would be allowed to go to saying Dick on the air. Ugh. <laughs> hey, just by the
0: way, guys a program, programming note. A programming note mm-hmm. for any of our listeners, uh, the United States and Jamaica, they have now started up on FS1 for the Gold Cup. Yep. Uh, just started now uh, for the Concaf uh, Gold Cup in Group A, uh, United States and Jamaica. So that is just starting as of now.
1: Uh, yep.
0: The Pelicans, they took Jordan Hawkins. Out of Connecticut with the 14th pick. And does this potentially mean Brandon Ingram's on the move? Maybe. Well,
3: I mean, no. No, they've McCollum. Look at the lineup. McCollum, and Hawkins is a two. So then they'll have, they'll still have Ingram, I think, plays up front with uh, Zion. That's a damn good lineup. And so oh, then you I got thought in, was in the middle. A two.
0: I thought he's like Ingram a two-three. Two. He's,
3: he's a wing. He's a wing, but he's like 6 8 Yeah, so McCollum, Hawkins. Ingram, Diane, and then uh Valentinus. So oh, that's a damn good line. Hawkins is good, man. He's a good shooter. Hmm. I, I don't know how good I don't how, I don't know how good Grady is. I mean, did you guys really like him at Kansas or not?
0: I I I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, I didn't really pay much attention to uh college basketball this year. Yeah, I mean, I can't
3: stand he's record. like a, did you like him, Kyle? I mean, is he going to be, like, an awesome pro or, like, a 10 points a night, like, role player? All
1: right. So, do, do you want my unbiased deep opinion or do you want my biased yeah. opinion?
3: Yeah, go All for right, it. My I mean, unbiased what do you think?
1: opinion is I I think Bre- uh, uh, Gritty Dick is very similar to Grayson Allen. Very – not as – Okay. Yeah, they're very athletic. They're very – because I think Gritty Dick won a play in their contest in, like, high school. So he is very similar to Grayson Allen, which, like, you know what I mean? Say what you want about Grayson Allen, you know, dirty player, whatever, whatever, but Grayson Allen's still going to give you 15 a night. He's still going to hustle. He's still going to, you know, he's I, – so I, I think he's very, very similar to Grayson Allen, um, you know, not giving be a flashy player, not giving me, like, a Brandon random Ingram, Jason Tatum, you know, dying when he's healthy. I think he's going to be a very good role player. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. So
3: they took him like I, 11th. They took it. That's a high pick. I know. Great. Great. Right. Now was like a 20th pick. Jim Braun is another guy. Obviously, they have one thing in common. But like, he's a shooter and athletic. He was like early 20s. Denver. He looked really good in the finals in spot minutes. I don't know. I saw Jake a little bit. He's he, he's like six eight. So he's more like or almost like Gordon Hayward. But I don't know. I mean, I watched him a little bit at Kansas. I'm not a huge college guy either, honestly. But he looked good, but he didn't look like a star. He looked like a – he could be a good star. Like he'll be like a good – like a solid
0: solid player, not an all-star. Like a great – Here's one that I feel might be the feel of the draft potentially. Nick Smith Jr. dropping all the way to the Charlotte Hornets at number 27. This also oh, means yeah. bye bye Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, <laughs> you have officially hit the trade block, because Nick Smith Jr. Yeah. one Smith. year ago, before his injury-filled season at Arkansas, this kid was projected a top three pick wow. before his so, I mean, injury-filled MJ, season.
3: Yes, and I Lamelo M.J. gifted Lamelo with um two really good guys on the wing, Brandon Miller and Nick Smith. Yeah, I heard of big things about Nick Smith, so they might have gotten a steal there. Was he as good as Anthony Black in Arkansas? Uh,
0: he did. the problem is with Arkansas he never really got to show his full talent because wow. Anthony Black controlled Anthony Black controlled that offense basically. And when wow. Nick Smith Junior came in uh, you know, he obviously he had all that rust being on the being on the shelf, you know, all that time due to his injury. Yeah. So he never really got to fully showcase what he can do. And I by the way, a, I was yeah. pissed off when the Celtics the Celtics were at twenty five and Junior was right there in their laps. They need a new point guard now with no Marcus Smart. They need a new point guard. Nope, let's wow. trade back four fucking times until we get to pick number 30, uh, until we get to pick 38. Yeah, let's trade back four fucking times and take his teammate, Jordan Walsh, out of Arkansas, which, by the way, I like that pick because Jordan Walsh, granted, uh, only 19 years old. uh, His shooting needs to be worked on, but he is a menace defensively. He's basically Marcus Smart on defense as a winner. That's what they need more yeah,
3: yeah, that's what the South see so, more of. Um, maybe they, I mean, Brad Stevens, you got to be like, in in Brad, you trust, you know what I mean? I mean, he's built, so, he's made such great moves. You were yeah. probably, you were pissed draft night, like you said, but you know, Brad Stevens knows what he's doing. He probably saw something in um, this kid, that's why he traded down for him, or he Well, you know what I'm wondering. And, like,
0: you know what I'm wondering though is that they acquired four future. Second round picks So now and here we're going to Segue into we're going to segue into this Next topic here Kristaps Porzingis is now a member Of the Boston As the Washington (laughs) Wizards had a Three team trade that originally Consisted of Washington L.A. and Boston However L.A. was Skeptical about the Injury report when it came To Malcolm Brogdon because Malcolm Brogdon originally was going to LA. So uh and by the way, Brad Stevens has commented on, on Brogdon saying that he that he is fine. And if he had if he does have to have surgery, he'll be ready in time for the for the start of the season. So okay, uh, oh. in my opinion, I think L A kind of pulled out of this uh you know kind of uh kind of early. But that basically, uh, th- there there was a rumor that the Celtics had another deal lined up uh, involving Marcus Smart. Anyways, however, they pulled out of it. Uh, I I believe the deal was going to be with Memphis. Uh, so instead, Memphis was brought in here, and the full deal is this: Memphis sends Tyus Jones to Washington. Uh, They get back Marcus Smart from the Boston Celtics. Memphis also sends the 25th pick to Boston, which Boston then traded for 500 second-round picks after that. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari will head from Boston to Washington, and Washington received the 35th overall pick that originally belonged to the Celtics. And... Boston also gets Golden State's 2024 first-round pick that belongs to Memphis as part of the deal. Oh, yeah. And in my, in my opinion, the, you know, the thing that blew my mind was I didn't think that Marcus Smart was worth originally two, two first-round picks.
2: Right.
0: I did not it's see easy. that coming at all. That defense, man.
3: Not enough players play it. I mean, yeah, that showed how valuable he is league wide. I mean, because he can like, the Celtics almost got like they they've. I don't want to say take it for granted, but you know what I mean. He's a rarity. He's a rare gem. Who else plays defense like him in the league? I don't think anyone. Mm -hmm. So like he could help. I mean, the Grizzlies are already like really tough defensively, but like Marcus Smart could be like their leader right away. Maybe help keep guard line. Yeah, Derek White too. Yeah, but I mean Marcus Smart's like a, he, a a lot more than just stats. I think he's a great addition to any team right. for like top room in the fourth quarter. The guy's a leader and he's yeah. fearless. I mean he's great for that young uh, Grizzlies team. So they give up a lot for him. You know,
0: I I do kind of I do kind of think that this is why Boston traded him because as soon as they acquired Derek White last year, uh, not this past season but the season before. The year that they made it yeah. to the finals, I think. I think when they acquired White, uh, Marcus Smart basically his days in Boston were considered limit, uh, Considered numbered. And then getting because... Brogdon
3: too—that totally was
0: a nail in the coffin.
3: Brogdon too. I mean, they're all set now on, in the backcourt. They just didn't really need Smart anymore. Well, and I had, well, now not you have KP, an awesome addition.
0: Not necessarily Brogdon, They may be forced to move Brogdon now. Because they even oh, bothered to wow. put him. They may have pissed yeah. off Brogdon by, by involving him in the trade originally. Interesting. So they may ultimately he... still have to move him. Uh, Porzingis, he opted into the final year of his deal, which is about, I think, $38 million or something. Uh, the rumor is that he is expected to sign an extension with Boston at some point. Um, considering he is in the final year of his deal. Uh, honestly, you know, it's hard to say because I mean, here's the thing with Marcus Smart, and, it's, it's you know, I'm going to sound like a bitter Celtics fan right now. Uh, Smart's defensive play skills kind of diminished a little bit this year. You know, he didn't look like the same I defensive the player of-, of the year that he won last year. Matter of fact, he wasn't even in the running for defensive player of the year this year. So,
2: huh.
0: it's hard to tell whether the Celtics got better or if they got worse. Uh, you know, Danilo Gallinari didn't even play for them this year because of injury. And Mike Muscala, you know, when the playoffs came around, he wasn't even used in the playoffs. So, so, not much of a loss right. there. No. Uh, Porzingis, though, here's what's going to be interesting about Porzingis, is he obviously provides height. He's going to provide uh, some rest for uh, not just Time Lord, but also for Al Horford. Uh, This means Al Horford will be be starting off games on the bench as opposed to starting in the starting lineup, uh, which Mm -hmm. should help with his – you know, it should help out with his – with, you know, with his health, to keep him uh, energized and fresh, so that maybe he won't have to sit out back-to-back games. You know, for uh, for for double headers, uh, so to speak, uh, for you know, uh, on back-to-back nights where he would sit out the first night and then play the second night. Now, with him going to the bench, maybe we won't have to see that happen. Uh, Porzingis, though, he did put up career numbers this year with Washington in 56 games played.
3: So. Yeah. His biggest thing is staying healthy. But, I mean, he, he could be awesome, yeah. man. He can do it all. I, I really like KP. Yeah. And they had to, they had to change something. They've been on the, the precipice. They've been so close. Like, you don't want to blow it up. But they they kept their big two. They kept Tatum and Brown. And now they add a guy who, when he's healthy, he's he's awesome, KP. And you got to – you got to give a little to get, so they gave up smart. Um, but I mean, I, I like it. They added a lot of size.
0: And Jamaica scores one nothing on a corner kick, oh. and Matt Turner basically just stood there, didn't even <laughs> attempt to uh, to make a save. He just stood there.
3: Mannequin of between the pipes. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: weekend at Bernie. One no- between uh, the pipes.
0: One nil Jamaica. Fourteen minutes in.
3: He was just frozen uh, off the header. He didn't. He couldn't decide which yeah, way to go.
0: Basically, yeah, he couldn't decide which <laughs> way to go.
3: Essentially, well, just go, go, just pick a side, okay? Just go somewhere, please. Do not stand still. You're a World Cup goalie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but let's get please let's move. get your thoughts on this uh, on this trade, Lou. Kristaps uh, Porzingis going to Boston. Uh, yeah. Marcus Smart going to Memphis. The Wizards, uh, I mean, let's be honest here. The Wizards, they kind of didn't really get anything except for, I, I'd say Tyus no. Jones was maybe their biggest acquisition in this deal. Uh, what are your thoughts, it. Lou, on on Boston given, you know, on Boston uh, sending away a nine-year veteran in smart, but also gaining Porzingis in the process?
2: Yeah, sure. You yeah, had your best season last year, but you couldn't do it for us for the Knicks. You're dirty, no good. You know how I feel. I mean, I know you're thrilled about him going over the first to the uh, your to your side, but, uh, you know, it just bugs the <laughs> hell out of me that, you know, that he um, couldn't do well for the Knicks. Maybe this is what Boston will need to rebound from their uh, losses against the Heat in the uh, conference finals because, you know, after game six, I thought they really had it in the bag, but then they just turned the choke signal in game seven. Like that, so maybe with yourself, they can get a little more offense and then maybe, uh, you know, rebound from that horrible, disgusting, shit-ass game seven they had, which they should have won at home, and yet they just forgot like, yeah. to show up. Like, put it this way. What well, you know, what this tells-
0: you know what this tells me? This tells me that Boston is doubling down on their live by the three, die by the three mantra. And oh, yeah. you know, Porz, now Porzingis is a very good three-point shooter. Uh, I don't know comparing him to Marcus Smart. You know, he did, right. he did shoot. I think it was like thirty-nine percent from three last season, but respectable, respectable. Uh, you know, I don't know how I would compare him to to Smart, but. I do think that Boston, obviously, with a logjam at the guard position, you know, now this frees up time for Peyton Pritchard. Uh, obviously, with Brogdon's status being a question mark going into the uh, going into next season, uh, yeah. you know, Pritchard will get, will get some time early on, unless they add another veteran guard, which is possible. Uh, uh, there's been rumors that Terry Rozier might be on his way back. Uh Gary, Gary. which makes sense, you know, when you think about it, why did Brad acquire all of those second round picks? It makes me think that he's going to attach those second round picks, uh, along with Malcolm Brogdon to try and get Brogdon's contract out of Boston. Mm. That's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking because and, and it was brought up well, as a possibility. Gary on Boston on Boston uh, radio earlier this week. But uh Kyle, what are your what are your thoughts, Kyle, on Kristaps Porzingis, uh, and Marcus Smart finding new homes.
1: Yeah, um, um, I I was well, I was at work when, when the new hit. um wow. the first time it hit, you know, was um, in, you know, going to uh I, yeah, I was to you know that, that package, and so I was talking to my supervisor and it was funny because, uh, you know, I'm learning those A, just kidding, like, that, that fell through, and so we just, like, laughed about it, and then, like, an hour later, maybe 30 minutes later, you know, he's like, hey, yeah. Kyle, like, you know, um, hey, you know, he's actually getting shipped off, you know, a Marcus Smart. I was like, oh, okay. But um, the, the crazy thing is, is, Memphis now has back-to-back public they're Jackson Jr. and Marcus Clark. Like they're just yeah. a gritty, gritty defensive team, kind of like with, um, you know, the early 2010s with like, um, Tony Allen and uh, Zach Randall. Like that me of like that grit, you know what yeah. I mean? That gritty, yeah. like hey, hey so like, we're, we're not we're not gonna score a million points. We're gonna make you score a hundred points in see you can beat us. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I, I love that, that guy, and you know I'm always gonna root for my deep guys. So I, I love that guy. I love Tyus Jones. Like, you know,
2: you know what he did with uh,
1: the winning national championship in 2015 with Grayson Allen and Justin and you know those guys. So I'm always indebted to Tyus Jones. I wish him nothing but the best. But what the fuck is Washington doing? What is Washington doing? They're just standing out not- like, oh, you guys. Look- you know what I mean? Like, hey, guys, you
2: want something you're not going to believe?
1: What? Look what they got. I got something you're you not
2: going to believe. Get What's this. Asking?
3: Okay. What's up?
2: Bottom of, the, bottom of the third right now. Angels are destroying the Rockies. You ready for this? 15 to nothing. And it's only the bottom of the third. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the no-moss rule will be coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to need it. Yeah. No, that's that's your point. I mean,
3: the, the Wizards literally, the Wizards blew up. I mean, they, they lost Bradley Beal, who's like Olympic, like whatever. Yeah. Top-notch, top-notch player. And then, um, obviously, Kuzma's out the door. They're not getting anything for him. Um, and then, uh, but then losing KP. And all this, all this losing all this talent. They've gotten Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole and, like, some picks. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, they're blowing it up, but they should, they should be getting more than what they're getting. Jordan Poole, I'm sorry, he doesn't play yeah. defense. There's a reason Golden State didn't want him back. And this is all Washington's getting. Tyus Jones is a really yeah. cool, like, hard-nosed, good player. I like him just like you. Uh, he's not a superstar, and they're, they're losing a couple stars. I mean, they should be getting more back yeah. than what they're getting. Yeah,
0: yeah so the, t- the total yeah, that, that they the got, is, the, to- the total that they got, they got Tyus Jones. They got the 35th pick. In in this past draft, they got multiple second round picks in in the Bradley Beal deal. In in particular, they got six yeah. second round picks. Chris Paul, which ended six up second. turning into Jordan Pool, first round pick in twenty thirty, and a twenty twenty seven second round pick, and also wow. Landry Shamet. I'm sorry, but what the fuck are you doing, Washington?
2: <laughs> you you. But, yeah, early, early. you
0: turned you turned you turned your biggest star into one first round pick all the way in twenty thirty
3: and eighty second rounders
0: and like forty
3: like yeah that's not a good job they just absolutely blew it up and they did not get enough bang for their buck once you move like I mean, those guys now, I mean, now who how, now how are they going to get high picks like they should, <laughs> When you trade a Bradley Beal, he's really yeah. young. They, you can get like four or five. You see how the lunatics out there in the league now they will they will give you like five number one picks for a star. Some of these
0: deals, I mean, they got sleep. They did not get nearly enough back. You uh, know, this brought up the question of with the new CBA kicking into effect uh this brings up yeah. the new the question you know obviously there's the new uh the new banner that teams are gonna have to stay under in uh in order to avoid having to pay more in terms of taxes yeah. uh it oh, yeah. makes you wonder with all these second round picks being traded not just at the at the draft but also at the trade deadline this year uh you know where teams were trading five second round picks six second round picks five, six, five, six, oh. you know. It makes you wonder if <laughs> second, if maybe first round picks are no longer the hot commodity that they once were. If now it's going to be second expected. round picks that are going to yeah. control the market.
3: Almost that too rich, like too expensive to draft first round now, the, the automatic contract.
2: Yeah, because because uh,
0: teams are going to want because the thing is with second round picks like once you hit pick number 40, you get yes. non-guaranteed, you get non-guaranteed contracts.
3: That's right. If the so, guy shows up and doesn't, he's not good enough, he gets cut and they don't, they don't lose a dime.
0: Yeah. So basically that's what, I, I think that's, a, that's the way that teams are, are potentially looking at now as trying yeah. to help, Get and not just that, but also they would have to like say for example, say Nick Smith Jr. dropped all the way into the second round and he fell to number forty, for example. Nick Smith Jr. at forty wouldn't be making the same amount of money that he's making at twenty-seven.
3: No. That's right. it's like the NFL. Yeah, so, it goes down and it goes down a lot yeah. each round. There's a big drop-off price-wise in the second round.
0: Yeah, so. I think that might be. I think the reason why teams are stocking up on second round picks now is because they can they can look at potential players that may potentially drop that they want to, that they want the chance to have. Wow! Because of that, because now they have to take yeah. the new CBA into account with every single move that they make, whether right. it's drafting or whether it's. Uh, whether it's drafting or whether it's free agent signings or contract extensions, they now have yes. to take the new CBA into account. And by the way, with Porzingis coming into Boston, that there signals the, that signals the end of Grant Williams in Boston. I can tell you right now, expect a Grant Williams <laughs> sign-in trade from Boston yeah. to whichever team he goes to. Expect a sign and trade.
3: He who poked the bear. Part two.
0: He poked the Jimmy Butler bear. Yeah,
4: his feet on
0: it. <laughs> and I'll tell you right I'll tell you right now, he still does not deserve the eighteen million dollars per is, season uh, that he's asking for.
3: Yeah. Yeah, come on. You know, he did he did play better though after he got completely shit on by Jimmy Butler and looked like a total idiot in front of the world yeah. when he poked that bear. He did kind of stick. he didn't he didn't go you know, he didn't lay down and die. So he played a little better. No, but... Yeah, but he, was way his, he was way out of his league. I mean, he was over his head.
0: It's not even that, though. It's not even that. It's the fact that, you know, this is a contract year. Uh, he had such a good season last season, both in the regular season and in the playoffs. And then instead of taking a step forward, it's like he took two steps back this season, and he expects <laughs> to still get that big... Uh, that big payday,
3: yeah, yeah. He was a little bit too big for his purchase. He's he's I'm sorry, get but it's it. not I mean, happening. They don't need him anymore. He's got to move on. They don't. They don't need yeah. him around. Bad karma after what he did too, and and they really just don't even need him on the roster, anyways.
0: And uh, by the way, we were talking about. Uh, I, I remember Alex. You and I were talking about Pascal Siakam potentially and Portland. Uh, there is they were talking. State, to, according to Chris, yeah. According to Chris Haynes, uh, teams believe that Pascal Siakam will not sign an extension if he's traded due to his preference to remain in Toronto. Yep. And I guess so, there are a lot of rumors. I'm reading it from Portland message board that
3: they were um, they were pretty much. I think Portland it was a done deal. They were quietly you can't tamper, but they were trying to figure out like talk to his agent would if we trade the number three pick, scoot. For for Pascal, that was on the table. Um, would Pascal sign a max long term deal in Portland? And like you just said he wouldn't he wouldn't he doesn't want to sign anywhere. I guess he just doesn't want to leave Toronto. So it kind of makes it hard to trade right. for him. Yeah, he was almost he was almost yeah. traded for scoot scoot on uh, draft night, apparently.
0: Yeah, it makes it it makes it very hard. Uh there was also a uh, there was also reportedly an offer on the table that would have seen Grant Williams, the number 25 pick, Pritchard go to Indiana for the number seven pick, and that ultimately wow. didn't pan out. But How that was a, a apparently that was a topic that was being that was a uh, offer that was being discussed. Uh, wow. And then I mean, one, man, you really don't need um, you really don't need
3: Pritchard or. Um, or grant you guys could have moved up into the mid lottery that would have been a nice move for boston yeah and
0: anthony once what's his name went once what's his name went at 24 i forget the, i forget the kid's name uh but uh that was uh, like olivier something yeah well oh, i forget i forget his yeah. name uh but once once he got picked at 24 by the Dallas Mavericks I think no it was uh it was the Sacramento Kings who dra- who then traded him to Dallas uh Olivier Maxence Prosper from Marquette uh once he got once he got picked the Celtics immediately then traded the pick uh to the Pistons where the Pistons then drafted Marcus Sasser so uh they were eyeing Maxim's prosper, but when he got picked by Dallas, uh, they then that's what caused them to trade the number twenty five. But there's a lot of stuff. Uh from what it sounds like, it sounds like the Porzingis deal was uh accord at least according to analysts, the first of many when it comes to the Boston Celtics this off season. Yeah. So Needless to say, it sounds like Boston isn't done. Uh, however, there is a potential trade in the works, Tobias Harris and the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the Sixers are asking the Cavaliers for Jarrett Allen, Evan Mobley, and a draft pick in exchange for Tobias Harris. Hmm. Wow. In my opinion, I believe I believe I, the, I believe the Sixers uh, the Sixers GM is smoking crack if he thinks that he's going to so, get both Mobley and Allen. <laughs>
3: what was the deal again? What was that? I just I just dropped my uh, shirt up.
0: I just dropped my Dion. Mob. What was it? Mobley, Mobley, Allen, and a draft pick for D- for Tobias Harris. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: What like a a, a bobblehead? Yeah, yeah, one see. of those guys. A bobblehead version of one of those guys. They're not getting the real guy. Mobley is like a, one yeah. of the top big, young big men. Evan Mobley for Tobias Harris, like uh, three rebounds a, a week. One of the softest uh, guys in the league. There's, still, there's no way yeah, the Cavaliers I'm are doing
4: that.
3: There's yeah, no I'm way sorry. the Cavaliers are. No. They're hanging up the phone. They're, They're hanging not. up the phone and That's blocking that happening. number. They're blocking the Philadelphia number if they offer them that deal. Yeah.
2: Uh, one abominate.
3: of the other
0: trades that went down on one of the other trades that went down on draft day, uh, Davis Berton was traded from the Dallas Mavericks, uh, going to the Oklahoma City Thunder in exchange for moving up two spots in the draft. So Bertans uh, and his gigantic contract are now going to Oklahoma City. Uh, Basically, uh, an easy way for Dallas to get his salary off of the books. So, Dallas, could they be potentially uh, getting ready to make some sort of move?
3: Yeah. I'll answer that question, and, Oh, and regarding no. Dallas, I know I've, I've put them – I've dragged them to the mud like you guys. I mean, the Kyrie Irving move doesn't look good, but they did do well on draft night. They got the Duke center, Derek Lively. Um, they need a defense. So I mean, Dallas made one good move. Yeah, I mean maybe they maybe they make a move here too. Uh, Go they got ahead, their work Kyle. cut out. Yeah,
1: I actually I I actually think they did that move to try to lure Kyrie back. I think they freed up the money, saying, "Hey, like Kyrie, this is all your money right here. Like thirty million dollars. Like that's a lot of money. Important you can use towards Kyrie. Yeah. You know, you know. Again, I if I'm Kyrie, would I stay in Dallas? Hey, Dallas fans, I'm in Dallas. No, I would not. I'm leaving. I'm, yeah, I'm no. skipping out from Dallas. I'm out. I love the Derek Lively pick. Again, my Duke boys. You know, I love Derek Lively. I'm going to always pick my Duke boys. But I think they did that move just for stripping to try to bring Kyrie back. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is a possibility
0: yeah. that could be that could be Kyrie-motivated. Uh, However, though, you know, I mean, it sounded like they had the money to get Kyrie even without that deal. So, that they had the money to bring Kyrie back uh, even without that deal. So, I don't know if that's necessarily Kyrie related. Maybe it's a way, maybe if they sign somebody else, it's a way to lure Kyrie into saying if they can bring somebody else back uh, on board. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, looks, like Ka- looks like Kawhi Leonard uh, underwent a cleanup procedure on his right knee back uh, in early, earlier, this, or earlier this month, uh, according to President of Basketball Operations Lawrence Frank. Right. Uh, he was diagnosed with a torn meniscus back in late April after missing the final three games of their first-round series against the Suns. Uh, which was right. originally described as a sprain by their medical staff. Uh, the expectation is that Leonard will be back on the floor eight weeks after his procedure, which would be in early August. Man. That he will be back. So they're out there on the road. I mean, uh,
3: that, that, them, the PG is thirty-three, and he's always injured. I mean, the Clippers should break up that band. I know there's there's rumors that Paul yeah. George almost traded. The Blazers were, I mean, several teams have been, the Knicks Knicks were uh, talking and flirting with Paul George, too, maybe. I don't know. They were. The the Cowie, I mean, they're kind of old and banged up. It's time to break them up, I think, the the whole Clippers cast.
0: Yeah, you know, it kind of makes me think that, you know, honestly, I I forget which analyst said it, but I think Kyrie may have to, or not Kyrie, uh, Kawhi. I mean, he is, he's just, he's injury prone at this point. Yeah. And that's yeah. Really that. All right, look, look at it this way. He's already got the NBA titles with the with the Spurs and with the Raptors. I mean, obviously, you know, he could try to go for more, but for the last the last four years with uh with LA, you know, he he's barely seen the court. So, yeah. And the and whole, so you know, it, it,
3: yeah, the whole load kind of, kind of thing
0: and, and whatnot. You know, it, it just it it like, kind of makes, it makes you wonder.
3: Like he, people kind of think, oh, is he like, take, is he kind of coasting? Does he really care enough? Maybe he really is seriously hurt. But then, I mean, the guy's up in a suite or the guy doesn't even travel with them sometimes. He's at home watching them while he's making a $100 million a year. It gets a little bit like, I, I don't know how to read. I, I don't know how to read Leonard really. He was such an awesome, ballsy, tough defensive guy. But then like through the years his reputation's kind of soured, I think. I mean, he just can't stay on the court. Maybe it's time to just hang him up.
0: Yeah. It kinda makes you wonder if that would be the best the best scenario for him because I mean, it's just injury after injury after injury, you know, his body's gonna continue to break down the older he gets. Speaking of, speaking of the Knicks, we, we were talking about the Knicks earlier. The Knicks have declined Derrick Rose's team option. So he will officially yep. enter free agency. Uh, Fifteen. He was scheduled to make $15.5 million on a team option. Uh, he will That's not stupid. be making that. In, instead, he will be heading to free agency and Sounds like perhaps the door is closed with New York. Uh yeah.
3: Because those man. his knees are shot. Uh, his knees are shot, man. He cannot. He can't play. He's like Kemba Walker, man. They they couldn't. He was beloved in uh, Madison Square Garden, a, fan, a fan's favorite, crowd favorite. And he really. I mean, he he can't really play minutes anymore. His knees are just done.
0: It's a shame,
3: unfortunately. Yeah, it really is. It's
0: a shame when you when you when you consider the type of player he once was.
3: You remember you saw him on the yeah. bench, man. I mean, in the playoffs he didn't get he didn't get a minute, and uh, they really liked him. I mean, he was awesome even like two years ago, and then I guess just the injuries just finally caught up to him. It's like, it's almost like Kemba Walker. It just when they when the knees go, they go they go quickly. There's no getting them back. That's
2: a big for you, Yeah. Too. It's... Huh? LSU takes game one in the College World Series over Florida, four three and eleven innings. Oh wow! wow.
0: They're the, they're the underdog, technically, aren't they?
2: Especially after they I won. I think it's one n- number five against number two. Yeah, especially the Deep week Forest in that dramatic game on Thursday night. I'm like, what did We're... I just miss here? Wasn't Wake
3: Forest a heavy favorite? Are they, are they alive or are they out? Hell, yeah, they out? Oh the heavy
2: Hell yeah.
3: They got knocked out?
2: They got knocked out on a home run in the 11th inning. Wow.
3: I was reading up on what, DraftKings or whatever, that terrible website yeah, that it I attended. Was like,
2: it was like, it was like <laughs> an Aaron Boone moment. Like like moment.
3: They were like an overwhelming favorite on all the betting sites, and then I, I didn't really – I haven't really been following it. It surprised me they got knocked out.
2: That they were the top team in the league, top team in college baseball all year, and uh, LSU gave them their only back-to-back losses of the season, and this one. got them.
3: Wow, how it goes?
2: Yeah, yeah. things that make you say. Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, come on! You always go somewhere with that. What, make a you say, what a song! What oh, a song oh. that was? <laughs> yeah. Things to make you say. By oh. the way,
4: there's
0: a, a oh. <laughs> this next thing is gonna be a little this next thing's gonna be a little uh unorthodox to say the least, but apparently this is legitimate. Uh there is expected to be an MMA fight between Elon Musk, <laughs> the owner of Twitter, and Mark Zuckerberg, the owner of Kid You uh, Know. Well. I Kid You Not. Or or maybe it's not MMA, maybe it's uh or is it MMA? This yeah, is still
3: I think it's MMA.
0: That. Oh yeah, wow. yeah, it is MMA. That's so thirty nine year old Mark Zuckerberg who stands at five foot seven and apparently is an accomplished Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert. Come on. Will oh, face no. off okay. against <laughs> against fifty one year old Elon Musk. Who stands at six foot one, and he claims to be an expert in karate, taekwondo, and judo. He's okay, an expert okay, in inheriting.
3: Hundreds he in, he's an expert in inheriting the hundreds of millions of dollars. Being born into money—that's one of his expertise.
0: Yeah. I take Zuckerberg.
3: I take Zuckerberg in
0: three. I'll take Zuckerberg and Duck Daddy, and Daddy. also Elon. Elon has around a six-inch height advantage and somewhere between a thirty to forty-five-pound oh, weight a, advantage. That's a win right there. Uh, Elon's however, though the he, is, he is fifty-one, he is fifty-one though. And wow. I mean, let's just put it this way: you know, most fighters. I mean, let's put it this way: neither of these guys are fighters. But uh, you know, the older you get the less you can take a punch.
1: But yeah, a, yeah but, got that one in
0: the back. Uh, ac- according to UFC boss Dana White, he said that this is absolutely dead serious, that this is happening.
3: He, he's, he's, he's like,
0: his eyes are lighting up.
3: He's, imagine how much money Dana White's going to make off this one. <laughs> he's hoping it's serious. And Zuckerberg actually... That'll be the biggest pay-per-view event of all time in the history of the universe.
0: And Zuckerberg actually did show off some of his MMA skills earlier <laughs> this year, back in September, when wow. he was helping he was helping one of his training partners, Kai Wu, who made his UFC debut Ooh. earlier this year. <laughs> And Dory wow. getting better and better. And apparently, Zuckerberg can actually throw. Wow.
2: So, not oh only
0: can he throw, but uh, apparently he's a very accomplished in leg kicks, too. So, uh, Musk, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Zuckerberg moves like a lightweight. Uh, I wouldn't take this fight. So uh, you know, I wouldn't take this fight. So you know, uh, so comedically, you know, thinking that this is going to be easy. I mean, he uh, Zuckerberg is training with legitimate UFC fighters in preparation. Wow,
3: this is Showtime. This is going to be big.
2: Well, guess what? So, the game just got even worse.
3: Wow, twenty-three to nothing in the fourth.
2: Twenty-three nothing in the fourth. <laughs> All the game already! My God, right? What the hell are you doing?
0: Oh my God!
2: Uh, uh, we do have we do have
0: some NHL news. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist has been elected yep. to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Hallelujah! Nice. Henrik Lundqvist, uh, following his – or also known as King, Hen- King Henrik uh, during King his Henrik. time in the league. Uh, he will head to the Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, including Tom Barrasso, Caroline Ulette Pierre Turgeon, Mike Vernon, uh, Pierre okay, Lacroix Turgeon. will go in as a builder, and also Ken Hitchcock will go in as a builder as well. Yeah. So uh <laughs> Lundvist, of course, the headliner of this whole uh of this whole class. Four hundred and fifty nine career wins, three hundred and ten losses, ninety six overtime losses. Uh probably the biggest travesty is he never won a Stanley Cup.
4: Despite Definitely. that well, one yeah.
0: year. That one year that the Rangers had the chance, but he holds multiple NHL as well as New York Rangers records. Uh, he also holds an Olympic record, uh, the Winter Olympics record for consecutive minutes without allowing a goal. That's one hundred and seventy-two minutes and thirty-four seconds from two thousand six to two thousand and ten. Uh, I mean, See, needless I think
2: to you're say, 30, the 20, steps, 14, Right. Um,
0: 2013, 2014. Yeah. Were they, uh, yeah, 2014, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 20, uh, he played 25 games and ended up losing to the Kings.
2: Yeah, I know. Cause yeah. I remember that game. Like, you know, when they
3: went to
0: the, hey, he's
3: a the Kings, uh, he's, he's a legend. Um, like a lot of people in different sports though. I mean, probably, probably stayed around a little bit too long. Maybe a year extra, you know, and then he, then he bounced around. Where did he go? Pittsburgh for a little bit, and then he retired, like, midway but through that year. But what a great career. I mean, a lot of guys don't want to hang it up, so can't really blame him. But, yeah, yeah he had an awesome he, went, brother, right? uh, he.
0: I think he went – no, he went to Washington, but he never Washington played yeah. due to – he never played due to open-heart surgery.
3: Yeah, and his final season as a Ranger, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was – yeah, pretty much shifting into like as a backup, and then they were like, "Okay, let's let's get your retirement all set. We want you to retire." And then he's play. and then that's when that happened. So, yeah, kind of yeah, kind of geor- uh, too long, but hey, it's his right. I mean, he had it an was, incredible, it, it was, incredible year.
0: It was George incredible Ev uh, George and Shesterkin who were uh, yeah. who were starting to come into come into the picture, and. He decided that he decided to sign a one-year, one and a half million-dollar contract with the Capitals, where he would have been a backup. However, uh, not nearly two months later, he announced he would miss the entire rest of the season due to an irregular heartbeat, which then That's required right. an open-heart surgery. And he then announced he wouldn't return to the Capitals lineup. And he announced uh, later that summer, he announced his retirement officially in 2021. So, um, he did have his number retired in 2022 by the New York Rangers uh, back in January, uh, late January of 2022. Yeah. Great run. Mm-hmm.
3: Definitely a of time worthy, I think.
0: Yeah. Most defin most definitely. Uh, I be- I think he's definitely, you know, he has the resume to be the the number one person on this uh, on this Hall of Fame uh, class this year. And I kind of figured that Hitchcock would eventually get in at some point. So long time uh, stars, right, stars, coach. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't surprised at that at all good formal. Uh the Arizona the Arizona Coyotes, they have extended Connor Ingram, uh, their backup goaltender, a 3-year deal worth about 5 uh, 5.8 million. So he'll get about 1.95 mil each season in the NHL. Uh, and it also buys out 2 years of potential unrestricted free agency for him. So by the time that he is a free, by the time he's a free agent next, he will be an unrestricted free agent, and he will be the backup to Karel Vejmelka, uh, until at least the 2024-2025 season for the Arizona Coyotes. That, and also, uh, if their goaltending prospect uh, Ivan Prosvetov uh, makes the jump at some point as well, uh, but. We did have another trade that went down earlier today. The Colorado Avalanche have acquired their second-line center uh, for the foreseeable future with Ryan Johansson coming over from the Nashville Predators. In exchange, uh, they have sent the rights to pending free agent forward Alex Galchenyuk. And as part of the deal, Nashville will be retaining 50% of Johansson's contract one that carries an $8 million cap charge through the 2024-2025 season. This means that Colorado, for the duration of Johansson's remaining contract, will only have him at a $4 million price tag. That, my friends, is a fucking steal. Yeah, that's a good move. For a guy... For a guy who a couple of years ago nice. had a career high twenty six goals while recording sixty three points, uh, he only had twenty eight points due to uh, due to injury this year. If he can rediscover his offensive touch, he's basically Colorado's replacement for Nazem Kadri.
3: Essentially, yeah. very savvy move.
0: Mm-hmm. And only getting him for four million—that is a fucking deal. That is a Absolutely. policing by Joe Flacco. Go Flacco. And not just that, but not just that, <laughs> but just putting in, only having to give up Alex Galchenyuk, which honestly wasn't even. Uh, Galchenyuk is a career AHLer at this point in his career. He's not gonna be play? he's not gonna be in the NHL. Play Colorado basically gave up nothing.
3: Wow. Yeah, it's a nice move. Avalanche are good good uh good good franchise. They know they there's some savvy guys running the show there. They
0: know they're dumb. Yeah, I mean my god. It's it, it's just it's it's amazing how you know, just exactly how they were able to piece that whole thing together. Um, oh, some baseball news. I forgot I forgot about this. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, the young rookie for the Cincinnati yep. Reds, completed the first cycle for the Reds since 1989 as Cincinnati wins their 12th in a row. And might I add, this is in fifth Team games in the majors. Yeah, for Ali like De
3: la Cruz, six foot five. He already has like eight or nine stolen bases, and he's a shortstop. Yeah, this guy's like you want to talk—not Juan Biana, but like this guy's out of this world, um, potentially. Like, I'm sorry, Soto's regressed I'm better than Soto. I'm gonna say like I don't want to say Trout level or Otani level, but yeah, this guy's like top five player on the world level, potentially. That, I mean this guy's and incredible. he played
0: and he played again. he played again today. Sixteen games. so through sixteen games he is batting three fifty nine, three homers, ten RBIs, and he he's also hit for the cycle. I mean what yeah, a way yeah, to introduce yourself, yourself to the league. At the yeah. age of twenty one. And he's got cannon
3: arm and he feels bases. Yeah, 6'5", shortstop. Yeah, the guy's total unicorn. Holy hell. I got to stop, stop, stop using that word. But, yeah, he's a, he's a transcendent talent, one of the times. They have another guy, Noevo Marte, that they got in the Luis Castillo deal from Seattle. They have another shortstop who's apparently maybe as good as De La Cruz in the minors coming up. and He'll play third next year. Uh, and the Reds already promoted Matt McLean at second base. He was another former shortstop. Uh, Spencer Spear, mm-hmm. uh, what I'm trying to say is the Reds have like four or five of the best rookies in the whole league that are all coming up one after the other now. The big red machine is back they're putting up like they're scoring like twelve mm-hmm. runs a game they're putting they're scoring ten or eleven runs a game the last three or four weeks <laughs> pretty nasty
0: yeah it's 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 you know it's amazing for a team that yeah, was that has been considered. To be one of the worst teams in the league the last uh however many seasons and Absolutely. now all of a sudden
3: adam adam dunn jay bruce when they, and then they had griffey who like totally old and out of shape they were like you know 70 win team 60 win team for at least seven or eight years and now they really they really did quite really quietly off you know under the radar they totally Loaded up on a great minor league system, and now it's all coming to the surface. Yeah,
0: now, and I mean, now here, here the they are leading. Team. Yeah. Now here they are leading. Here they are leading the Central Division in the National League.
3: Yeah, they're awesome.
2: Fun to see. Just
3: when you talk about the small market team They were cutting payroll for years and years, and uh, they still don't spend a lot of money. But I mean, now now it's like full of rookies, and then, and Joey Votto just came back. Votto had missed over a year of action. They're thirty-nine-year-old captain, and he's hit three home runs in four days. So Votto's back out of nowhere. They thought he was going to retire. He's like, no, I want to. I want to join this party. It's fun again.
0: Yeah, so they're a fun team to watch again. That's for sure. Yeah, forty-one and thirty-six. They're one and a half games ahead of Milwaukee. Uh, four games ahead when it comes to the wild card. Uh, oh, wait a minute. No, actually, no. I don't know about that. I'm thinking four games back for Milwaukee for the wild card. Chicago is three games back. Uh, Pittsburgh is five and a half games back, and St. Louis is nine and a half games back in the central. So Cincinnati, right now, they're in the driver's seat,
3: basically. And and Chicago kicked the shit out of um, the Cardinals today out in London. The Cardinals, with their massive payroll and their cocky fan base, I mean, they they have no pitching. They're a train wreck right now. Adam Wainwright. I, I don't know if you guys watched that game. He was throwing like beach balls. The guys throwing like sixty mile an hour fastballs right down the middle. The Cubs were just unloading on him. And the Cardinals have no pitching.
0: So yeah,
3: that's the Reds. Reds win that division.
0: And you know, you know the thing. The thing too with the <sighs> thing too with the Cardinals, the Cardinals. You know, they've been Brewer, Brewer, Brewers yeah. don't
3: have enough talent. Brewers don't aren't, aren't for real. I'm sorry to cut you, but I mean I don't I don't see the Brewers doing it, and the Cubs are kind of too far out. So I mean it looks like the Reds. I think.
1: Hmm. Well, could
0: be. A
3: lot of season left. A lot of season left.
0: Yeah. Now in the N, in the NL East, we have the Atlanta Braves leading the way at forty nine and twenty seven, followed by a very surprising Miami Marlins squad. Six and a half, yep. or six games back. However, they are leading the wild card in the National League at 44-34. and 34. Rookie, rookie Phillies, manager. Yeah. The the Phillies, 10 games back, uh, four games back of the wild card. The New York Mets, 14 games back, eight games behind in the wild card. And Washington, Washington, <laughs> it seems like they sold their yeah. soul to the devil to win that uh, to win that World Series that year, because since then Washington has been nothing but shit. Basically, twenty-eight and forty-seven. Exactly. Metro Metro in jeopardy of getting relegated.
3: They're absolutely abo- abominable. That's you know, they're paying two forty forty-one year old pitchers like seven hundred million, and they, then they can't even. I mean, Lindor and Alonzo are both hitting like two ten. They're ridiculous. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and then look at the Marlins—no payroll at all, rookie manager,
0: and they're in second place. Yeah, you know it just—it it goes to show that, uh, I mean, you know, it's you, you basically, you basically thought that maybe perhaps the Mets, despite losing Jacob Degrom, that they would basically still have however, however much, you know, how, how, but they, but they still, ba- they still basically had whatever they needed, whatever they needed in order to succeed and maybe cool. not have as much of a drop-off. But, at least
3: the wild look, I mean, look at the Braves. God, I mean, look, if you look at what the Braves have done, they're like the architects on how to like sustain yeah. excellence. I mean, Seriously, if you look at, they've quietly locked up. If you look at like their seven or eight, I was looking at something the other day, which is amazing, a testament to their front office. Olson, Austin Riley, Spencer Strider, Michael Harris, like basically every really, really, really good yeah. young player they have have all been yeah. signed under contract for like, they, they're all locked in. So they've all recently been signed to like six-year contracts. Basically, the Braves are going nowhere. For the next decade, they're yeah. going to be getting better and better. Like their whole core is locked up long term, and their best players are all young. I mean, the Braves are just awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. they've definitely uh, you know they, once they got that one World Series win, they are hungry. Basically, plain and simple. Yeah. They're just
3: yeah, they're just obviously. hungry for more. Look at tuna has like thirty four thirty three stolen bases. Ozzy Albies, Michael Harris. Ozuna, they lose Freddie Freeman. They lost Gansby Swanson, and they're still trucking, like they didn't even skip a beat. Right.
0: Uh, over in the West, Arizona leads the way at forty-six and thirty-two. Uh, San Francisco, San Francisco in a dogfight with the Dodgers. Uh, three, the Dodgers are at forty-three and thirty-three. Uh, wow! San Francisco one and, a half, one and a half games back and a, a half game ahead in the wild card. Uh, the Dodgers they are in a wild card spot and are at 43 and 33, two games back of the Cardinals. The San Diego Padres, despite all of those all the all that money that they have spent. Eight games back at thirty-seven and thirty-nine, and six games back in the wild card.
3: They've signed like five two hundred million
0: dollars shortstops.
3: They have like five two hundred and fifty million dollars shortstops. (laughs) Bogarts, yeah. Who else? I I don't even know the list. It's like insane. They've they've shell out so much money, and they're just like married to mediocrity. They're a five hundred team. You know,
0: it's funny. It's funny that I. I talked so much about how the Red Sox were stupid for letting for for getting rid of Bogarts.
3: Now maybe that was the,
0: maybe that was the right choice.
3: Hitting two fifty because that batting, like, batting, batting yeah. fifth, hitting like two fifty, no speed. He, he looks pretty underwhelming. Looks like the Red Sox were right.
0: Yeah, because you take a look at. Uh, you take you take a look at what he's done, and you know he's even kind of regressed a little bit on defense
3: too. So, yeah, maybe they knew something. I don't know. He really hasn't done much in San Diego. I mean, it's it's unbelievable that that lineup of Soto and and Machado and and they have good pitching too. And they just I don't know. There's something going on with them. Maybe just not good chemistry. But yeah, they're not even a, really a threat in the West with all that money spent. It's weird. It really is. It's like an all-star, you know. Uh, and then, all-star lineup
0: not, not producing. And then Colorado, who is currently being turned into mince meat by the LA Angels, <laughs> are exactly. sitting at are sitting at thirty and forty-eight, dead last in the National League West. Their players must yeah. be. I mean, it's like.
3: I guess it is the altitude, but it's like they're just like defeated, like morally. They're I don't know. Every year, they're, sometimes they start off hot, but by yeah, the time of the down. year, they're just they're just, oh, they're just perennial last place. It's pretty pathetic.
0: Pretty much, I mean, you do yeah, you kind
3: of have to feel like, bad did, for
2: them a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
0: and besides Aaron
2: Otto, oh.
3: I'm sorry about your guy Trevor's story. He's case Exhibit A. I mean, all their splits are just like they hit like 580 at home and like 130 on the road. All their hitters, just like such, such obviously, like, you know, propelled by the altitude, and then but then their pitchers have like fifteen ERAs at home. Look at them; they're just getting like they're like a pinata. They're getting their ass beaten in right now, twenty three to yeah. zero. What is it now? I haven't looked. Is it, what is it? Thirty three now?
2: One hundred seventeen to two. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, They're giving up like twelve runs. Jesus. Eight. Yeah, it's like a softball charity game. Like, right. come on, take our money, kick our ass. It's here we are with the Rockies, square so eighty runs. Sorry. Have fun. Come to Colorado, jack your stats up, kick our ass. Have a good weekend here. Over in the American the grade,
0: League, the over in the American League, the Tampa Bay Rays what? still lead the East uh, by four and a half over Baltimore with a fifty-three and twenty-seven record. Baltimore, currently they are ahead by five and a half games in the wild card uh, at 46 and 29. Then you have the New York Yankees at 42 and 35. They are a half game ahead in the wild card, uh, ahead of the final wild card spot, which belongs to the Toronto Blue Jays at 42 and 36. Uh, They are 10 games back of the division while the Yankees are nine and a half games back. Uh, Boston sits in the cellar at 40 and 38, with a or with 12 games back and two games back in the wild card. Uh, it, you know, it's just it, it's so weird to me that we're seeing such a complete polar opposite in the American League yeah. East.
3: I think the Yankees really they really do misjudge. Obviously, they had a nice one, uh, 1-0 win today. I mean, they're not dead. There's a lot of baseball left. But, I mean, they really – their whole lineup misses Judge. They also got to cut and guys. Like, they got to – I mean, Luke, come on. They got to get rid of guys like Donaldson. I mean, even yeah. Stanton. Stanton's hitting like, 170. He can't even, like, play the field. Like, they got to get younger. But, yeah, I mean, they definitely miss Judge. I still think the Yankees will make the playoffs. But, um, I don't know. Steve, you think the Red Sox are going to be around at the end? you think they're wild card, too? Uh
0: You know, it's hard to say because I do think – this is just so weird because of where they're sitting right now, they're only two games out of a wild card spot. So, I mean, I want them to be sellers, but it's very possible they could be buyers. Yeah. Yeah. If they're that close, you
3: can't sell if You're right there. I mean, they're kind of – in that middle, that middle range, is Story yeah, coming it's back? Yeah, very then or is he possible. Still shut
0: down? Is Trevor Story coming back? Then? Uh,
3: Story...
4: Last
0: I mm-hmm. knew, last I knew, he was in rehab. Okay, I believe. I don't know exactly yeah. when he's going to be back, but. Uh he did say that he expected to play this year. That much I do know. But however, however you know, it's weird. With the emergence however, okay. of Pablo Reyes with the emergence of Pablo Reyes uh at shortstop for for Boston and also, you know, now they have David uh David Hamilton who just got called up from triple A. A uh, young 25-year-old player uh, who's looking to to be able to stick in the majors. Yeah. I don't I know really know. You yeah. know, I know the original topic was for Trevor's story to come back as a shortstop. I'm wondering now with the emergence, of, specifically the emergence of oh, Reyes, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets used at second base and Christian Arroyo goes back to the bench.
3: Yeah, it could very well happen. It could be interesting. I Hamilton be and Reyes have emerged. They have some good middle infield guys coming up now.
0: Yeah. Uh, Reyes in particular, uh, Reyes was actually a uh, – they got him off of uh, waivers or no uh he was traded uh from Oakland to the Red Sox in exchange for cash considerations and he was just uh, he was just placed on the injured list with an abdominal strain uh but before then i mean he's been hitting 303 with with 9 RBIs since uh since beginning to play for Boston so I mean obviously huh. not eye popping, but he can actually you know, he can get on base. So it does make you wonder, especially with the talk about the questions involving Trevor Story and his arm. It does make you wonder if Trevor Story may stay at second.
3: That would be the more the smarter move. Less wear and tear on his arm. Less range required. Yeah. You know, you know, less less of an arm required.
0: And as I far as Aaron Judge though. goes. Yeah. For Judge yeah, did. as far as Aaron Judge goes, he is suffering from a torn ligament in his big toe.
2: Yeah,
0: that's no joke. From what it looks like, no injury like. is brutal. Yeah. Digging into that
2: batter yeah, box, after... man, and
3: running, running down balls in the outfield—that's a, that's a really pain. That's a really serious injury for a baseball player. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. After.
0: After he, cra- after he crashed into a, into a concrete support beam under the Dodger Stadium right field bullpen door back on June third, uh, wow, I didn't know he that. He has played out. since, and Aaron wow. Boone was noncommittal on predicting when he might return. He's going be, he long can't long be long. out of a wild hunger, man.
3: He's just tough as nails. And but, also, uh, it's you know, just... if, he's, if he's just injured, you know, it's, you know, it's legit. He's a tough dude.
0: And also, it's his back foot too, which he pushes off of and runs off of. So uh, he basically said, "It's it's not going to be perfect here in a couple of weeks. Once we can manage the pain, we're going to be in a good spot." I don't think too many people in here have torn a ligament in their toe. If it was a quad, we would have a better answer. If it was an oblique or or a hamstring. We have answers in the timeline for that, but with how unique this injury is and it being my back foot, which I push off of and run off of it's a tough spot so that's a that's a quote taken exactly from from Aaron judge so uh, it's very questionable as to when he may even be eligible to return this season I mean he probably will but it's very questionable because uh as far as the timing goes, because of where the injury is located
3: that's huge, that's huge man i mean he's he's right there I think the best hitter still in the league he's the the Yankees identity and they just brought him back to that massive deal. He's the captain, but uh you can't rush back i mean if judge is really tough, i mean if you're a fan of any of the team, you at least got to respect the guy. He's a good guy and he's a hard worker. So, I mean, you know, again, if he's out this long, you know, it's a really serious injury. So I hope he gets right. Uh,
0: By the way, we do have an update on the blockbuster trade that is being worked on between the the flyers and the blues. Uh, According to the main writer for the St. Louis blues on the athletic Jeremy Rutherford, uh, he released some definitive details on the trade. And although nothing is set in stone as of right now in his article uh, in the athletic, it says that he, he confirms that both uh, Jimmy or that both Kevin Hayes and Travis Sanheim will be headed to St. Louis uh, as well. Hang on. Let me, let me just grab this here. Uh, as well as Tory Krug and one of the Blues' uh, late first-round picks in this year's draft will head to Philadelphia. However, because of the no-trade clause in his contract, Krug will not be wearing a Flyers sweater next season. So instead, the Flyers are now looking for a third team to facilitate another trade for Tory Krug. Yes. Huh. So, needless to say, it's gonna be a little. Uh, there's gonna there there are roadblocks basically. Yeah. yeah. And it's gonna take a little bit essentially. Yeah. Uh, for this to for this to get done, but it has to get done before Wednesday's draft. So. Uh, I'll tell you right now I wouldn't mind Boston taking Tory Krug back uh if if uh, St. Louis would be willing to maintain, or if they'd be willing to hold on to some salary uh while taking back uh Matt Grizzlick I definitely wouldn't mind seeing Tory seeing Tory Krug uh return back to the uh team that made him but uh, some other little tidbits of the NHL looks like uh, the Washington Capitals are trying, are attempting to move up in this year's NHL draft. Uh, looks like they're targeting a Russian phenom in the first round uh, for this year's draft. The Calgary Flames, Uh, they may be in trade talks potentially involving Noah Hannafin (laughs) with the Boston Bruins. So maybe perhaps Noah Hannafin might be headed to Boston at some point in the uh, upcoming future. Uh, Also the Tony D'Angelo talks looks like, uh the Flyers might be making a might be making a play to bring uh Pesci back in the deal uh in exchange for Tony D'Angelo. Uh the Meyer deal with the new with the New Jersey Devils looks like that's all but finalized. Eight years, eight and a half million. So that should be finalized at some point uh in the oncoming days here. Uh, There was a report earlier this week in the NFL regarding Tyreek Hill being investigated for assault and battery stemming from an alleged incident at a Miami Beach marina. As he had allegedly struck a man during an argument at the marina, Uh, the Dolphins were aware of the allegation, and they would reserve further comment uh, at the time. Now, this this isn't the first time that Hill has the violence as he was dismissed from the Oklahoma State football team back in 2014 after being arrested and accused of domestic violence when his then-girlfriend alleged that he had choked and punched her. Uh, he was also investigated for alleged battery that may have resulted in a broken arm for his three-year-old son back in 2019.
2: Uh, however,
0: according to Fox Sports uh 640s andy slater he has reported that the police have concluded their investigation of him uh and according to slater cops told the alleged victim he that uh he would have to go to the state attorney's office if he decides to pursue criminal charges hill had reportedly boarded a boat at the marina without permission and allegedly struck a man during the ensuing argument that, uh, so but, whether or not anything comes of that is anybody's guess. Yeah,
3: he's definitely uh, had some uh, incidents over the years. He also, when he had that, a, a terrible story about his son, hopefully nothing. Hopefully he didn't do that, but he would also put his hands on his, um, his estranged girlfriend, his mother of his child, too. That was when he was a chief. And then that kind of got swept under the rug with uh, Andy Reid's help, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so then once again, you know. Another incident. So, sadly, it doesn't shock me when it comes to Tyreek Hill. Uh, trouble seems to follow him around. Right.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
3: Amazing i mean Does, that,
0: does that really sh- does that really shock you, Lou? Uh, when it comes to Tyreek Hill being involved once again,
2: no. And yet,
0: uh, I mean, it's right. it's yeah, something that you know if you're a Miami fan. It's something that you obviously don't want to be hearing about, considering he's your number one wide receiver.
3: I'd rather be hearing about my uh, coach vaping on the sideline of the playoff game. Even that's better news. Right.
0: But regard, regardless, though, it's uh, that's a it's weird team. Yeah, well, it's still something that, that 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 is going to have to be looked at, you know, in the uh, yeah in the oncoming uh the oncoming weeks or months here, uh, when it comes to Tyree Kill, do not be surprised if, if he could potentially uh I I don't know if he'll see any, any sort of punishment or whatnot from the team. But Goody Goodell.
3: Goodell might drop the hammer on him. Who knows?
0: By the way, I wanna bring up this topic because I was stunned to even hear that this was a possibility. Uh, what are your thoughts on both Dalvin Cook and DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, potentially, bet- potentially both being signed by the New England Patriots?
2: Oh, great.
3: Wow. Well, I know Hopkins left the building without a deal. That doesn't mean much, oh. but, I mean – It doesn't help matters. It doesn't mean it's a dead issue, but you always like to see him, uh, you know, not leave the building, quote, unquote. Uh, I didn't know about Dalvin Cook. I mean, I like Stevenson already as a running back. They need a damn wide receiver, but I wouldn't turn down Dalvin Cook either. If I were them, I'd load up one last hurrah with Bill. One, you know, another two-year final run, two or three years left, I think. I'd try to bring in both. I'd definitely try to bring in Hopkins first. They need a receiver.
0: They do. Yeah, I'm just very surprised that his name is, that his name is even brought up. Honestly, uh, you know the biggest uh, in particular.
3: Can, the hold up, just real quick on Hopkins, though. I'm sure you guys have heard, though. Obviously, Bill is like a you know really people need to be really focused. There's no bullshit in practice. He's a tough coach. Apparently, Hopkins doesn't like the practice. That's not a good thing. <laughs> Bill doesn't like that, right? So that's why that's probably a little bit of a hiccup there. That's probably whether or not signing the signing the dotted line right now, and the, Bill probably is not a fan of that that idea. He doesn't want to bring in some diva who's not going to practice. That's that's not cool. So that's definitely not the Patriot way. Maybe maybe he's not a right fit after
0: all. Exactly. That could be a that could be a very key factor in why you know he's not being. Uh, you know, why it's taking this long to begin with. But, however, it has been reported, though, that the Patriots seemingly uh, have a lot of interest in him. Yeah. And, I mean, they can offer him the most money. There's ways mm-hmm. around that, too, guys. Steve. I mean, there
3: are other players, but let's look at, like, go uh, over the hell. I mean, the Eagles, like Jason Kelsey, like older guys in the league, you know that a lot of the older guys, the real veterans who are already proven, they'll get days off during the week, right? You know, the the rookies, the younger guys yeah. are always practicing every day, but, like, you know, do, do not practice. DNP, whatever. A lot of the veterans get days off during the year. I just don't – I don't know how much Bill, like, Hopkins, like, walks around and just says he, he doesn't really practice, apparently. That's really not a good professional thing to, to let people know about. So, I mean, they can probably work it out, I like, think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd never heard of that. That's like a Iverson of uh, football. He's just like what practice? Talking about practice? Well, Hopkins. I mean, you haven't won much. Maybe you should practice more. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You know, it is definitely uh, if you're if you're so. you know if you're somebody from the Patriots, it is definitely something to be worried about. That uh, yeah.
3: Otherwise, perfect. You know, absolutely perfect, perfect fit. Otherwise,
0: just what the doctor ordered right right yeah he right. would definitely be he would definitely be a perfect fit if uh you know if they decided to to go that route and and I mean let's let's put it this way he would be he would basically be the number one the number one option period on that on that offense and maybe it'll still happen it could it could still it could still potentially happen. Um, obviously, there's a lot of time left until the uh, start of the season. So, I mean, it's down pretty much. The only two known teams are the Patriots and and the Titans that are in on him. There's no literally no other teams that he's deciding between that we know of. Right. So, I mean, it's okay. Uh, obviously, obviously, there you know, there's definitely
3: the.
0: I'll, I'll put it this way: could especially if they if they see, uh, the difference that Mac Jones is making, with a offensive coordinator like Bill O'Brien. Uh, it's already yeah. been known that Hopkins is willing to put aside his differences with Bill O'Brien. That that wouldn't stop him from signing mm-hmm. with the Patriots. I think if I had
3: at twenty bucks right now, I think I think he'll he'll end up a Patriot. I mean, it's just it makes too much sense. Maybe they're just working on the money. Uh, honestly, right
0: honestly, the Patriots I feel are further ahead than the Titans right now. A
3: hundred percent. I definitely, I definitely agree.
0: Coaching. Well, I
3: like Bull a lot, but I mean, Mac Jones defense, I think is better. I don't know. I don't know. They're also in a much tougher division, but I mean, he says he always has this affinity, this deep affinity, this respect for Bill, for Belichick. So, I don't know. I was thinking if he goes, wherever he goes, I was thinking if if I had to bet right now, he's going to go to the Patriots. I still think it'll happen. Maybe it's just over money. Maybe just, there's a little holdup going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Possible. I mean, it could. Well, I, I don't know though, because the only way it would be over money would be if Bill is trying to, if Bill is trying to be a cheapskate, basically. Yeah. You I- know, and if he if he's basically trying to pull a fast one. Hopkins, and I don't, I don't know if I see that out of Bill, though. I don't know if I see that out of Bill.
3: Yeah, he's not been a cheapskate through the years. If he wants them, when he pays up. I mean, he brought in Randy Moss. He'll do the one-year deals. He'll do the two- or three-year deals. He's not afraid of a big names, and he's not th- afraid to throw the money around when he wants to. So it shouldn't be a holdup. I don't know. I think it'll get done yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm ta- I'm talking in terms of with w- with how much respect that he supposedly has for uh, for DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I would be very honestly, I would be very surprised if you know if uh, if he was trying to. be a cheapskate basically.
1: Because they they
0: have the most money they have the most money that they can offer him. So it's kind of like why you know, you, you clearly have a glaring need at the uh at the wide receiver position. Why not spend that money? right yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know though. You know, maybe maybe, maybe perhaps uh obviously, you know, Bill has done has done more uh more management of uh, uh you know, he's been in this game for so many years, he knows what he's doing, but man, I just that offense, if you would add Hopkins and then add Dalvin Cook, no less, Dalvin Cook and and Ramondre Stevenson would immediately be the best one-two punch at running back in the league. Yeah, yeah that'd
3: be lethal. That'd be really good. Yeah.
0: But now, you know, and then, and then now you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, my God, you know, you want to talk about, you want, you want to talk about lethal, you know, granted, you know, there are some, there are some people who say that, oh, he's not going to be the same player that he once was. I mean, obviously, you know, when he's get he's, he's 30 years old, you know, there's going to be some sort of, uh, some sort of setback a little bit with him. So, you know nobody's expecting that he's gonna be anywhere close to the elite player that he once was, but I mean hell you know most people, most patriots fans would probably uh would probably take him in an instant I would think yeah, definitely for him to be on their team so
3: wow, Colorado uh. They're being really stingy out of their bullpen. It's still they're holding firm. It's only twenty-four nothing. The Angels are slowing down offensively.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's gone it's gone down to being a uh, it's gone down to be a betting game now.
3: <laughs> L.A. Colorado, the Rams and the uh, Broncos, twenty-four to nothing, three touchdowns and a field goal. Oh
0: yeah, it's gone down. Da- it's gone to being, a, uh, to being a to being a betting game now.
3: It's spread, basically. <laughs> yeah. 24-7.
2: This game is over. Was for and it's game. not
3: even It's not even like 18 to 15. It's like, this is our home, and you can score a ton of runs, and we're getting shut out in our yeah. stadium. That's just pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest Hilarious, but is also pathetic. baseball. They can't even hit in their own in mile high. They can't hit at home. No. Yeah. Nope. John of the days, Galraga, and uh, Larry Walker, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's just it's 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 actually pretty hilarious. It's hilarious, yeah. but also honestly pretty pathetic, the fact that uh, <laughs> yeah. you know that that, that they're yeah beyond <laughs> yeah, words. But it's yeah
3: exactly. They have they have, it, it is, is beyond the, it. the angels. The angels have twenty six hits. The Rockies have four. They're really, they're bats on fire. Yeah,
0: it it really is. It really is beyond words. Honestly, with them, I mean, my God, just the how bad news. The bad news, the that, bad news that, that just shows you that honestly, that just shows you how far back they are it really does. Well,
3: I mean, the pitchers, anyone who who gets drafted, anyone who gets brought up by them is just destroyed. No one wants to pitch there. And now they can they don't even have like the right I, I don't even know the right offense I guess. Like they sign like CJ Crony's injured. I mean, yeah, I don't even know how you build that team. It's such a weird uh, you know, setting with the 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 uh, altitude. It's just like they're doomed. No one really takes them seriously. Everyone yeah. just goes there and it's like a home run derby, and then they leave town with a couple wins, and the Rockies are just sitting there with their asses kicked every weekend. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Uh, according to Arizona Sports 98.7's John Gambadoro, who is connected, uh, it is very unlikely that DeAndre Ayton will be traded this offseason by the Phoenix Suns. So, that now, uh, basically, you know, it says with the acquisition of Beal from the Wizards, they find themselves in a position where the depth, which was problematic during the, playoff, during the playoffs, needs to be addressed. A big three of Beal, Booker, and Durant is undoubtedly potent, but this is a team with five players under contract for next season and not much money That's left enough. to spend. Uh, which led to the DeAndre Ayton rumors uh, with multiple teams inquiring about his availability. However, Gambadoro is of the belief that Ayton will not be moved. And, uh, you know, we saw what Frank Vogel did with Roy Hibbert in Indiana and Frank Vogel Frank Vogel feels that he can do the same thing with DeAndre Ayton. Interesting. I
3: didn't think about the new coach angle. Maybe he feels like he can come in and light a fire under him. I mean, he's still, it's not a totally lost cause. I mean, he's got all the physical talent in the world. So, yeah, now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. And Vogel, like, you you just nailed it. I didn't even remember that Vogel, being the new coach, had worked really good wonders with uh, Roy Hibbert out of Georgetown back in the day in Indy. I mean, Aiden's more more talented. Aiden was the top, what, top two? Was he number one overall pick in his draft? aiden has got number one down. or number two. So, yes. yeah. I mean, if I were Vogel, yeah, I guess I would want him around. And also, they, now they have three world-class shooters. They need some damn rebounding. But, yeah, they, you don't want to just give away a, a seven-footer. So, yeah, maybe there. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: I could see him sticking yeah, around, around, I Yeah, the
0: first overall pick. He was the first overall pick in 2018. Uh, it was him, and then it was Marvin Bagley. What a fucking miss that was.
4: Yeah. They, picked,
3: they picked Bagley over uh, Luca in Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento picked Bagley over Luca. <laughs> Bagley's uh,
0: packing bags
2: at uh, yeah. Walmart. Oh my, my god, see nothing,
0: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or also known as the Detroit Pistons.
2: Exactly. Ooh. Exactly.
1: Ooh.
0: But, as, I mean, just look, just, cool just look at it. Just look at it. You have in the top five that year in 2018, you have Ayton, you have Bagley, you have Doncic, you have Jaron Jackson Jr., and you have Trey Young. What Trey is Young. that? Yep. What is that song? What is that song? One of these things doesn't
2: belong. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, and that was the draft. Trey Young was yeah one pick away from the Knicks. And the other draft, um, the Knicks
2: missed.
3: The miss in three drafts, the Knicks missed out by one pick. They missed out on Trey Young, John Morant, and Steph Curry. the little fun fact of the Knicks torture. Oh, too. But yeah, that was the most. That was the worst bloody Devos pick in Kings history. Vladi yeah. was like. Oh my a, god! Lottie was Lottie was like a European version, like a taller European version of uh, Michael Jordan when it came, came to GM. GMs, yeah. just equally yeah. brutal, just absolutely inept, yeah. completely brain dead when it came to uh, running the team. Like how how big of a bust? Let's take Bagley. He seems like he could really bust. We don't need Luca. Vladi
0: Dotty. No. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, it's. Honestly, it's it's kind of ridiculous how some of these uh, some of these picks ended up turning out. Another former player, Lottie.
3: They don't always make the best GMs. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they don't necessarily make the best GMs, but just like in hockey, too. Boy, oh, boy! Can he make Can he make some of the stupidest decisions?
3: Yeah.
2: It was a egg, I know. mean,
3: I don't know if Luca was a total sure shot like a LeBron Wembiana. You know what I mean? I don't. I remember him being very hyped, but I definitely remember everyone being shocked that they would not that they would take Bagley. I, I don't think Bagley was considered a really hyped guy, and they took him over Luca. That's enough to lose your job, over?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, Bagley definitely you know, he wasn't looked at as being the next uh <laughs> he wasn't really looked at Charles that Barker. much, I don't think, as even being the next star. No. No, Vladdy
3: was getting too cute there. Smoking his so uh, for European him to cigarette. honestly
0: honestly for him to be taken over uh over Luca, over Jackson Hell, Jaron Jackson—they probably could have gotten more out of Jaron Jackson Jr.
2: in Sacramento than
0: they could have out of Bagley.
3: Yeah. Well, Bagley apparently wasn't hustling or like practicing or whatever, and then they were—they weren't starting them. And then his dad was saying, Sac- "Sacramento's terrible. My son deserves better. Trade him." So they're like, okay, we're trading you to Detroit. Good luck. I don't even know where he is now. I guess he's still in Detroit. Jesus. Jesus, that's. I mean, yeah, getting he sent is to still in Detroit. Sent he to is Russia. still in Detroit. All right, fine. But still. Piss, us, piss us off again. We're sending you to Detroit tomorrow. That's it. You're going to Detroit. Pack your bags. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. It's.
0: And, need, it. and needless to say, one of the one of the more questionable decisions by Vladdy, which. <laughs> then ultimately soon led to his departure.
3: Led to his resume being, being on whole Monster. Entire, his, led to his resume being a Monster and indeed very quickly. Vladi was out. We'll see, though. I don't know. I mean, do you think Aiden should stay? I, 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 I guess they should keep him around in, in Phoenix.
0: I mean, who else would they have? Or who else would they get? You know,
3: kind of married to him for now. And you can't bring in Beal and have all these shooters and not have a good center. So I mean, I guess they got to stick or, they got to keep him around.
0: Right. I mean, you got you, you do yeah. you do have to think about it? Who who else would they really be able to bring in? Because they don't really have a legitimate replacement
3: for the most part for him. And hopefully maybe Vogel gets the light turned back on and lights the fire under him. Maybe he's still, you know, salvageable. We'll see. Vogel's a good coach though. I think he's going to be a good fit out there. And that's interesting because, uh, you know, KD, Durant has a very big voice. You know, him and Harden and Kyrie, you know, those are the guys that literally try to decide who coaches them, which is amazing. But anyway, it yeah. is what it is. But yeah, so you know, Katie had a big say in who it was. I was surprised that Vogel got the got the call. So I hope he does well. He's definitely got a great roster. Yeah, I wasn't
0: surprised. Ooh. If we're being we're Just being right. honest, I wasn't I wasn't really I wasn't really surprised. You know, uh, Vogel. Really? Honestly, honestly, Vogel shouldn't have even been. Really, you know he. Like like we said before, he got the, uh, you know, he got the short end of the stick when it LA, came yeah. to, yeah. When it came that to L.A., LA. That he was basically, he was basically their uh, their fall guy.
3: Yeah, he was definitely a yeah. scapegoat out there. There were a train wreck out there. And he had a great, um, he really did a good job with not the best team. He made a lot maximize the talent out in Indiana for years. He does have a great background. But you're right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's good. I'm glad he got the, got the nod. They're going to be awesome out there. I mean, Phoenix, that's got to be the class of the West now, I think. But, I mean, hey, Denver's not going anywhere now. So, Aiden's still going to have to play no. against the Joker.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, still you still have to deal with Nikola Jokic, but... Um, yeah, you know, it's still probably, probably one of the, uh, probably one of the best options that Phoenix has at center, though, with, uh, yeah, I mean, just being perfectly honest, I don't see anybody that they could really, you know, that they could really bring in. No. That like, would.
3: That's what would. Let's give it one more time and if there's one thing that's gonna finally turn the light on, make this guy wake up and, and start working harder, maybe it's a new coach. So Right. If, if Vogel doesn't I mean, do it, I just, the guy's the guy's gonna be out of the league in within two years. If he if he messes up yeah. with Vogel, then he's really gonna be on thin ice. He could be out of a job right. in a couple of years. Out of the league. I mean, enough's enough.
0: Yeah, because I just don't tonight. see I just don't see anybody I don't see anybody that could bring in uh the same amount of production. I mean, he a- a- didn't do too bad. Let's I mean 18 points, 18. 10 rebounds per game. That's not yeah. bad for a center. It's
3: productive. It's just you could you could you could you can tell he could do more. And then you see him on the sideline kind of like bitching at teammates, you know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. I don't want to say it's empty stats, but he could be a better overall teammate. He's I mean, his free but, throw
0: know. his his free he's throws be more are something just... to be desired. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Not a strong suit. His free throws, yeah, his free throws are something to be desired. Uh, you know, he's <laughs> basically uh, he's basically Shaquille O'Neal when it comes to free throws, <laughs> but Westbrook. You know that that can be obviously handled in a certain way. Well, I mean, if if I'm the
3: coaching staff now, now more than ever, now you don't – you had Booker and KD very short time, and then Aiton was acting up, and then everything imploded. Now they have a full season to mesh, a full off season to gel together, a new coach, and now they have another awesome shooter in Beal. So now more than ever, if I were the coaches, I'd just say Aiton, play defense, rebound, and get the ball to Booker, Durant or Beal, just like be a, you know what I mean. Don't even worry about scoring. If you score, that's crazy. They just need him to do his job defensively and just rebound. Just be a good big man. Because you have three world class shooters now. I mean, what else do they need?
0: Right. I mean, I honestly, I'll just I'll put it this way: with the lineup that they have coming uh, coming up here, if they Can't win this season. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I really don't. I, I, you know, it's just, I could probably only laugh, basically, if they end up, if they end up fucking this up with the lineup that they, with the lineup that they have, uh, and, you know, the roster. And I'll tell you one thing. Uh, the reason why they were so attractive to begin with because of the fact that, you know, they had, they had Kevin Durant come in. Yeah. So, you know, they had Kevin Durant come in and that started bringing uh, people like Terrence Ross That started bringing in people uh, that wanted to go into the buyout market. And you know, essentially, start bringing Start bringing in. Uh, start bringing in recruits. I guess you could put it. Hundred percent, yeah. It's just well, when they brought in, King, you
3: know, you know that's, it was still so late. It was so late in the season. You know what I mean? It was impossible. They they had like a new roster, but by the time the playoffs started, they hadn't even really practiced together. So like next year is right. not year for them. This, you know what I mean? It was almost like the Nets. Remember, the, the Nets had, like, a whole new lineup, and then they're in the playoffs. It's not really fair. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, now the Suns are kind of starting over again with with Bradley Beal on board, too, and a new coach. I don't know. I love Monty, but, hey, maybe Vogel can get Aiden's ass in gear. We'll see. Yeah.
0: It would be very interesting to see because – uh, You know, we Vogel has been able to <laughs> has been able to to get the best out of people before. So I'd like to see it, man.
3: I have nothing against eight, whatever. I always root for people to do well. I mean, Aiton's been kind of a bum, but maybe Vogel could turn him into a total beast. Right, it'd be cool to see. Aiton's got a ton of potential. Oh, and I mean, that's why that's Vogel wanted to go. Now, now
0: it makes sense. Vogel wants him there. He wants to work
3: a chance to turn him to turn him around.
0: By the way, I want to bring up something that I heard earlier today on your show, Lou, where you guys were talking about how uh, it's a shame that, you know, the NBA uh, draft is no longer about, you know, uh, who the best college players are and whatnot.
1: Yeah. But take a look at a
0: couple of names. I mean, you you take a look at a couple of names. That went undrafted this year. Uh, you know, the first one I'll bring up is uh, Ricky Council from Arkansas, yeah. who a lot of people believe should have been drafted before um, yeah. before before his teammate uh, Jordan Walsh. And I honestly, I think I would have rather had the had the Celtics take him over Walsh too. Uh, you take yeah. a look at Oscar T- Tashib from, I believe he was with Kentucky. Kentucky,
3: who
2: yeah, yeah, he was, was the, the national. The yeah,
0: yeah, he was the National College Player of the Year in twenty twenty two. You have Drew right. Timmy, who was signed to a ten mm-hmm. uh, to, who was. Is signed to an Exhibit 10 deal with the Bucks, despite putting up 21.2 points per game and 7.5 rebounds per game in his final season. Wow. You know, wow. it kind of makes me think that the longer you stay in college, the worse it actually does for your draft stock.
3: Yeah. Because... Well, just,
0: those, just
3: uh-huh. real quick on those last few guys, Timmy and uh, Oscar from Kentucky, Steve. It's crazy. It's yeah. kind of sad, but true. Now that the league, those are two like traditional, like slower, fall big guys. The NBA is totally shifting away from that. It's all about speed. You know what I mean? Those guys would would ten years ago they'd be really coveted uh, draft picks. I think those were two of the best in well, college basketball. They didn't even get drafted.
0: Well, that and Timmy can't shoot. All he do- all he does is. All he does is ha- is handle the post.
3: He can't shoot worth a shit, so he won't really be a factor in the league. It's now you have to be like tall, and fast, and shoot. Back in the day, you could just kind of bang and rebound and play down low. Now everyone has to be able to shoot. Like it's a whole new uh, league. Crazy. Yeah. Everyone's shooting three. Now,
0: as far as far as Tashib goes, I, I don't. I mean, maybe it's because he's twenty three. That that's why he went undrafted, uh, you know, because if he I – fi- I find it funny that he he was 23, and yet he was a junior.
4: Yeah, a 23 a years old,
0: to and you're on. a junior. Yeah. Averaging
3: 60. And I just I, and I kept reading, though, I just kept reading he's just not, like, built for the modern-day NBA, which is crazy. Ten years ago, he'd be, like, an awesome power forward. Now it's, like, you got to be, like, 6'10 and thin and, like, shoot threes <laughs> to get yeah, him to he court. he is
0: undersized. He is undersized, 6'9 for, for a center. Yeah.
3: I mean, back in the day, you definitely have, have him on floor with, with another big man, but now it's, like, everyone has to be able to shoot. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's it's a whole new ball game out there. I like yeah. both of them a lot. Those are two of the best, very best. They were both in the running for college player of the year. Both undrafted. Just down
0: Right. By the way, uh, look for one name to be potentially on the move, or a couple of names potentially on the move. Look out for Cade Cunningham. Look out for Terry Rozier. Wow. Yeah. Those are two Who's names going? that could potentially be on the move. This off- I'm Who's hearing doing, things. I'll put it that way. Cade and who? Uh Terry Rozier. Wow.
3: Kate Crank former number one pick.
0: Yep. Interesting. And Terry and Terry Rozier, Terry Rozier with uh with them drafting Nick Smith Jr. uh that may signal the end of Terry Rozier's time in uh
3: in Charlotte. Gary five for twenty, Terry.
0: Backing up those three.
3: Fearless. Yeah.
0: By the way, uh, Colorado is officially on the board. It is now twenty-five to (laughs) one.
4: They scored this weekend. That's
0: great. They scored this weekend. That's awesome. Six
3: to Everybody gets a free churro. A free Zion meal.
2: Oh boy, what a mess! (laughs) So
0: those betters, those betters on the over under twenty-three and a half are now shaking in their boots right now. Uh, whether I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm
3: the guy I'm the guy. I'm the guy who bets the Padres and loses to the Nationals tonight. I'm that guy. That's me. Right. Just my luck. Just death. Uh.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, uh, that's gonna do it for uh, for tonight's show. Uh, I want to thank everybody for calling in. Thank you to Lou. Thank you to Diane. Thank you mm-hmm. to Alex, and thank you to Kyle. For joining me tonight. Uh, we will be back again next week for another edition of Sports Whispers Weekly. Uh, a reminder for uh, Big Brother fans, we will be doing the Big Brother podcast uh, at some point uh, starting up before the season begins. So keep an eye out for that, for the cast assessment. Um, and as always, if you haven't done so yet, follow us on blogtalkradio.com slash Go to any of our major, uh, any of our major networks, and subscribe to us there as well. Uh, everybody have a good rest of your weekend, and we will see you guys next Saturday for another edition of Sports Whispers Weekly.